Hi, welcome to episode 22 of Talk About the Passion. My name is Christian Campagna, and today's episode is called Electric Eye, and it's named after a Judas Priest song. My guest today is my friend Steve Karp. Steve is a founding member of the New York hardcore band Yuppie Side. And, uh, you know, like a lot of friends I've made in the last decade or so, I've known Steve for a few years now, and uh, but just online. And uh, But one of the reasons I started doing this podcast, to, to back up a little, was uh, listening to a podcast uh, by this comedian by the name of uh, Joey Diaz. And I'm not really into his stand-up and his podcast is a little hit or miss. Uh, he can be a little obnoxious and offensive and over the top even to my uh, ears. Uh, however, he, he often has this guest on there uh, named Dean Del Rey, who's a pretty hilarious comedian. And uh, the guy works his ass off, and uh, he, he also has a great podcast called uh, Let There Be Talk. Uh, when Joey has Dean on, you know, they basically talk about Sabbath, ACDC, and, you know, lo- lo- lots of hard rock from, you know, the 70s and 80s. And uh, those are always my favorite episodes, just, you know, two old guys talking about music, you know, they were getting into in their formative years. And uh, sometimes uh, Rudy Sarzo is a guest on there, which is, is pretty cool because he's a uh, pretty an amazing guy and uh, he, he's got a pretty great story. Uh, and I know I like talking about music with other people, either my age or from the same background scene or whatever. And uh, I like to listen to people talk about music and their creative outputs. So, you know, maybe other people will too. And so here we are. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is, as I've gotten older and meet other people I consider, you know, contemporaries or people cut from the same cloth, it's it's nice to connect with, with people. And, you know, this gives me an excuse to do that and hopefully uh, learn something myself that I can then pass on to you. Uh, so, you know, I knew Steve would be a great guest, but, you know, he also lives relatively far from me. Uh, so it was perfect that we ended up having such a great time together and... Uh, you know, it actually wasn't that. It was a little under two hours but um, of a drive. So, And uh, e- even though I traveled farther than normal for this one, it was it was definitely worth it. And, you know, granted, I would have been even happy with a 40-minute episode, but we managed to go two hours and 14 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that sounds like a long-ass time to sit and listen to a podcast. But, I, you know, I know with me. My commute to work is around 45 minutes a day, and I'll, you know, listen to a long podcast over a few days, and, uh, you know, over two hours, though, I know that's, you know, a, a movie length, but, you know, you can you can listen to it all in one sitting, my friend, you know, put your, your fucking wolves in the throne room records away for a couple hours, and check out this episode. Steve is, you know, just as funny as a person in person as, a you know, he is online, and, you know, he's an amazing storyteller. And he had some pretty great stories about growing up in Connecticut and, you know, just over time how he got into more rebellious music as he got older. And then, you know, he gives a pretty extensive history of uh, Yuppie Side. And, you know, as I mentioned to Steve in the episode, I I always thought of them as sort of in their own space in New York hardcore. And, uh, you know, if I was to compare them to a Boston man, it would, you know, the most obvious one would be The Freeze, which we kind of talk about. Uh, but also, you know, bands like Psycho and Cancerous Growth. And, you know, I mean more aesthetically, maybe not necessarily musically. Uh, and, and then maybe even Siege, who, you know, in their short time here on Earth, uh, you know, blew minds. But, you know, I think that it was more of like a best-kept secret from Boston with them. Uh, and, the, you know, the few times I saw them, 
I don't remember it being insane like when, you know, Jerry's kids played or bands of that ilk, but uh yeah, I don't know if that was just a humble little brag to, you know, obnoxiously let you know that I saw Siege a few times, but uh yeah. Anyway, let, let's get to this episode. I got a couple more things here. Uh, I'm on social media. If you search for a Talk About the Passion podcast, you should be able to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Same goes for wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find me there and you know subscribe if you like what you hear, and then you uh, you won't miss any new episodes. And you can also give me a review on iTunes. You don't have to you know write anything, but hey, if you like it. Uh, give it a grade if you have a chance and uh, i'm also on spotify now so you know search for talk about the passion podcast and uh you know make sure you add podcast or you'll end up having to listen to that rem song uh also you know if you or someone you know would like to be on this podcast uh please send me a message at talk about the p at gmail.com and uh, we can set something up that's uh, talk about the P, just the letter P, not P-E-E, uh, at gmail.com. And I actually don't have a guest for my next episode, which is scheduled to happen next Tuesday. But uh, a couple scheduling uh, changes and that kind of thing forced me to not have a, an episode for next week. So it, that may be delayed a, another couple weeks, but uh, I'll keep you, the listener, in touch with that. Anyway, let's get to uh, episode 22, Electric Eye, Steve Carp. Let's do it. Thanks. So yeah, I'm here with my friend Steve Carp. We're here in uh, beautiful Connecticut, and uh, yeah, how you doing, man? Great to see you, man. Thanks yeah. for coming out all the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, did you grow up near here? I uh, yeah, I'm f- born and bred Central yeah. Connecticut. Okay. I don't think a lot of people would have the nads to get up <laughs> on a soapbox and shout that, but um, it's. Definitely your typical New England small town. I, I grew up in a town called Newington, and um, you know we had our uh, affluent parts of town. We had our less affluent town parts, and everything in between. But uh, it, it was it's in terms of being a kid growing up in the '70s and '80s. You couldn't ask for it was a good place. You yeah. know there was good stuff, and uh, there was trouble to get into if yeah. you wanted it yeah, definitely yeah. um there was plenty of woods to play in yeah. um i was pretty lucky my parents and grandparents always indulged our love of books yeah. so like some kids would be psyched about going to the amusement park yeah. they took us to the library yeah like that was the amusement park so yeah. early on i got that and then they comic books mm-hmm. as many as you needed as many as you wanted yeah um Stuff to draw with, stuff yeah. to paint with. Um, we were, you know, we they indulged us in all that stuff. And as we got older, it was like, oh, you guys are into model kits. That's yeah. that's kind of a healthy thing to, to yeah. be into. So they definitely indulged all our curiosities and yeah. passions and stuff. You know, go to museums, nice. um, things of that nature. Yeah, so it's a great place to be a nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah what kind of books were, were you getting into that? Um, early on, um, I gravitated towards anything that was like military history mm-hmm. 
or technical. Yeah. Like, so I would, I would like skip right over Curious George and take out a book on the Battle of Britain. Right. Um, And I was just fascinated with cutaway drawings and tables and charts and graphs and, you know, photographs of a dude in camouflage. Right. <laughs> um, maybe my parents should have put a stop to that, cause, but it, it didn't end up poorly. Right, right. It, 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 you know, I, I'm a draftsman by trade now, so yeah, I like yeah. to think they planted the seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was definitely that, and definitely comic books galore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not superhero comics. No. Like, I gravitated towards... Again, this is going to sound poorly. I mean, but war comics like yeah, Sergeant yeah. Rock. Oh, yeah, but I yeah. think that was my dad's directing because mm-hmm. he liked Sergeant Rock too. Yeah, yeah. So, and that spawned a uh, a love of drawing. Yeah. And a love of um, you know wanting to read up on history and right. stuff. Yeah. For you know for better or worse, but right. yeah, that that's you know a public schools. Yeah. So um, you know sometimes if if people hate my guts on Facebook because I'm so pro teacher, I'm like, wow, <laughs> oh, those people. They, they, they don't get paid enough and they do right. such great service to me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and to everybody else so. right right pro teacher nice pro teacher <laughs> when did uh, music come into your uh, into your life I you know I, I think I got a later start with being a dedicated music consumer yeah like I noticed kids in like fifth and sixth grade getting into like you and I are the same age so it would right. have been like 78 79 80 yeah. kids at that point were already getting into music yeah. and like definitely it was like Bay City Rollers yeah, or, yeah, or, and yeah. Kiss yeah. Yeah. and yeah definitely yeah. and I didn't really get into music till like 7th grade yeah. just because my the part of my brain where I should have been like oh I should get involved with music because it's a way to meet girls yeah. <laughs> um, was taken up with Star Trek and right. Star Wars yeah. and like how can I build a more realistic tank model kit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like my brain was kind of like filled with D&D definitely yeah. and yeah. like painting figurines yeah. and, and all that so music didn't really and I'm the oldest so I yeah. didn't have uh, influence of like older kids like, right. you know and my mom you know to her credit had a lot of like classic rock records that mm-hmm. she didn't we didn't stumble into till later right right so um when i finally did make a conscious effort to like get into music it was sticks of all yeah, things yeah. it's because my buddy i started palling around with this dude harold okay excellent dude yeah and um it was like sixth seventh grade he yeah. was well into sticks so yeah. i'm like i'll get into sticks yeah <laughs> and um why I say like, you know, dedicated consumers, because normally I would hear music and right. not really care. Like my parents always had music yeah, on, yeah. but I never was like, oh, I'm going to run out and buy that. Right. I was like, music is on in the yeah, background. Yeah. Right. Um, but like he was well into sticks. Yeah. Because he had, he was the youngest of like seven kids. Yeah. So um, he was well into sticks. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get into sticks because Harold's <laughs> in the sticks. Right. So I took my paper route money because mm-hmm. like every good kid in the suburbs had a paper route. Yeah. Um, and I went out and I tried to find every sticks cassette <laughs> that I could have because yeah. I was like, well, if I'm going to get into this, yeah, I, I better be able to, you know, know their back catalog. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. isn't very good. Like before, grand. Oh, there's stuff that you have to be dedicated to. Equinox like, and. Yeah, I mean, the covers were better yeah, than the yeah. stuff on. Yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, a cover of a lady with two faces. <laughs> right. And you put it on, and you're like, it's all ballads. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I guess I got to support it because it's my band. Right, but right. like, But, like, um, 
yeah, Grand Illusion was good. Like, I haven't yeah. even listened to all that. Like, now I'll hear, like, a stick song on the radio, and it'll be, like, something that's a, you know, like, um, uh, like, uh, you know, there's, there's, they got a bad rap because right. they have so much, like, slocky, yeah, ballady yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Come Sail Away. Yeah, yeah. But then they have, like, Renegade. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's a straight-up hard yeah. rock banger. Blue collar, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's stuff off of, um. Oh, that one album is something theater. Paradise. Paradise theater. theater. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's like obviously a concept album. Yeah. Yeah. And like rock in the paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it, now that I look back, I'm like, that's music for like theater kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is good because right, right. it's like very theatrical. Yeah. But like that was my band and that made me want to listen to like FM radio. Yeah. Yeah. And like FM radio here in New England yeah. was like all rock, yeah, which yeah. was cool. So yeah. it was like, I turn it on and it would be Deep Purple and yeah. Aerosmith and Doors. And, right. and all that. So I'm like, cool. I'm in, and, and, I, and I got really into Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then it was like Southern Rock. Because yeah, my yeah. buddy Harold's older brothers were into Southern Rock. You know, okay. so it was Outlaws and Marshall yeah, yeah. Tucker and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and like um, going away somewhere with a T-shirt shop and coming home with the iron-on of the Leonard Skinner Sour Mash Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like 11. <laughs> that you know? too, yeah. 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 And it peels off the right. first day you take it in the ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh... So that was like started me, you know, paying attention to music yeah. as something that like, oh, I'm a kid and I yeah. should, I should do that. And then somehow, like, I have a younger brother and he started to get into really into Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And um, so I started to listen to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And then one of our older relatives dumped a bunch of rock records on us. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, oh, I have rock records too. Yeah. So we were listening to Cream. Oh, we were nice. listening to Deep Purple and yeah. stuff. And um, that stuff's all cool. Yeah. But as we got to be like a little bit older teenagers, like 13, we're like, this isn't super rebellious because <laughs> yeah. this is mom's music. Yeah, yeah. My mom's like, oh, I saw The Who and I'm right. like, I love The Who. And I'm like, I can't love the same music right. as my mom. Yeah, yeah. That's not rebellious. Yeah. And, and you know, truth be told, I, I, I worship Pete Townsend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. No, I, yeah, same, I yeah. worship. But at that time, when oh, you're yeah. like, you're like, I can't wear the same shirt as my mom. Right, right. How rebellious is yeah. that? And at that time, they were kind of, you know, the... the uh, Pete had a mullet. Face dances. Everything. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. It's, that, it's, it's some good, good music. Yeah. But again, it's not break windows right. music, yeah, which is yeah. what you need at yeah. 13. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not take a take your BMX bike off yeah. a jump. Music. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you better, you better, you bet. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not exactly. music to, to, to hit your brother with a stick yeah. to. Yeah. So... Um, we started listening to the radio more, and I became more aware of music that was. And I mean, there was a lot of sucky music, oh, yeah. you know, that was going on at the time. Yeah. Um, but like, I have a, a cousin that we grew up with as well, and he was like, there was a, like my brother, my cousin, and myself were always real tight, yeah. and we were always bouncing ideas off each other. And, you know, one of us would find a cool comic, yeah. and we would share it with the others, yeah, and we would yeah. all do that stuff. They got. They were in another town over, and they got um, MTV before us. Yeah. And um, so we started watching MTV. Yeah. We started seeing, like, stuff on there, and we're like, ooh, what, you know, what's yeah. this? And then my cousin Chris got into ACDC. Yeah. And I was scared of ACDC. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. at that age, oh, I was yeah. still probably, like, 12, 13. Yeah. And he, I was scared of ACDC. Yeah. Because, which I think they would have been flattered with, because I'm like, that guy's got tattoos. Yeah, He's yeah. missing like a bunch of teeth. Yeah, yeah. Like those dudes would like, they would probably like steal shit from you. Yeah. I was scared of that live album when I first saw that with the guitar 
sticking oh, out yeah. of him. I was like, wow. Well, there was the one picture too with um, where Angus has that devil horns the airbrushed horn. in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that, that that's that's devil music, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I was nervous about it, but he got into ACDC, so like, that led to eventually like harder stuff, yeah. like early early Iron Maiden. Yeah. And then like I remember I was I had this really terrible cassette player amfm cassette player that you yeah. like you probably see guys that put sighting up now have it <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got one speaker yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. got the cassette part yeah. and then it's got the big dial where yeah. you i have one of those at home so. yeah. yeah those those they're on yeah. you know they're gonna survive they're like yeah. the cockroaches of yeah, electronics yeah. they're gonna yep. survive and uh i was fiddling around i would listen to that and then i would tape songs that i thought were awesome yeah, yeah. like me and my friend harold called them jammers yeah. like yo, yo did you tape any jammers <laughs> like yeah man yeah. i did and it would, it would be lover boy right <laughs> you know but you know like turn me turn loose. me loose yeah, yeah well when you're 12 yeah. you, you'll know any better yeah um but one night i was up li- listening i'm like i'm gonna stump harold i'm gonna find a real jammer yeah and i heard the opening to electric eye oh yeah by judas priest yeah and like it was real late and like yeah. my brother and I had bunk beds and he was asleep above me and I'm listening to it and I'm like what is this yeah. and then I hear this voice like Halford's voice was so different than yeah, anything right? else that I had yeah. been hearing you know and what I'd been hearing was like roller skate music yeah, yeah. you know so I hear this and it's not REO Speedway right, and right. it's not Aerosmith yeah. and like the palm muting yeah. and I'm oh, like yeah. wow yeah. what is this yeah. and then we see the video for another thing coming yeah. And I'm like, lasers? <laughs> a guitar that's reflecting lasers? Yeah. The guy blows up, his pants fall down? Right. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So, yeah, we progressively like ramped it up and yeah. ramped it up with, with, with our music consumption. Yeah. And I mean, I still like sticks. Yeah, yeah. And, and stuff, but like sticks stopped doing it. For yeah, me. yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, Iron Maiden. Because we, we knew we had arrived when like our parents were like, What's this? This is yeah. terrible. Right, you right. can't play this in the car. Yeah, yeah. Like that's when we knew we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earlier on, you know, if you if you played the Blues Brothers soundtrack, yeah. you know, your parents are like, all right, you guys get to choose a tape. Right. And yeah. you're like, Bob Seeger. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody man. likes Catmandu. It's a yeah, great yeah. song. And yeah. when your parents do, you're like, oh well. Right. But now you hand your parents screaming for vengeance or, right. or a you know, point of entry and they're yeah. like they're looking at the guys on the band and they're like we're not going to play yeah. this. We are not going to play this for a car ride right. from here to go to the Boston Science Museum. Right. It's just, it's not, yeah. you're going to have to listen to the Doobie Brothers. You're going to yeah. have to be, we're, we'll placate you with that. We'll meet you halfway. Yeah, yeah. You're not playing, you know, we're not playing Iron, Iron Maiden, man. Right. We're, you know, and yeah. I love how parents like mangle band names yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're not playing that. So that made it, we're like, cool, we got it. Yeah, We yeah. got something our parents hate. Yeah. We're in there. So, um, so at that point, yeah, and and the thing that was cool about my cousin Chris was yeah. his family friends had these two sons from Staten Island yeah. that were like if we were twelve they would have been like fifteen, yeah, and they were well into like what was considered underground metal, okay, and they would give my cousin all the records they didn't want, yeah, and then he in turn would play them for us, yeah, so it's like. We were getting like Diamond Head, yeah, before like Saxon and yeah, yeah, but like the new wave of British heavy metal, yeah, yeah. like kind of stuff, yeah. And like, I think that was the first time I saw Killers, yeah, you know. And I was like, What's this? And yeah. I was scared of it. Oh, yeah. I, I won't, I won't, like, you look at the cover of Killers, yeah, yeah, and, and you're like, I'm scared of this, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's... a little bit nervous. I, you know, the, these other guys were like, I love this, I'm yeah, going yeah. for it. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, All right. 
you know, um, yeah. I'll get into it eventually. Yeah. But I think the you know the uh, Iron Maiden album that sucked me in was probably peace of mind. Yeah, same here. I, I, I got yeah. it then. That's yeah. when I was like, all right, let, goodbye, kid. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, sticks. Yeah. Even though I had seen, you know, Mr. Roboto came out. Yeah. I went to see him and I had my Iron Maiden shirt on. Yeah. Like, that was my first concert concert yeah. it was Iron yeah. Maiden at the New Haven Civic Center. Oh, nice. And it was like my brother, uh, I think it was just my cousin and myself and my poor uncle took us. <laughs> yeah. He was miserable. Yeah. It was like Iron Maiden... Fastway and Coney oh, Hatch. Nice. Oh, so Fastway. Coney Hatch. Yeah. 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 Coney Hatch. It, it, but Fastway was incredible. Yeah. And it was awesome. like, say what you will. Yeah. Was, was the big was a big hit. And I yeah, didn't yeah. know enough to know I should be worshiping a yeah. clunk at that time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Later on, I did. But yeah, like, I didn't yeah. know. I was like, oh, I know. Say what you will. Right. It's got the cool album cover <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the car doing a huge burnout. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, at that point, it was the transition from just like hard rock. I'm like, all right, I'm in the heavy metal yeah, now, yeah. man. Yeah. And then so. do you think being into comics and that kind of stuff, that that, you know, Iron Maiden probably appealed to you because they're, you know... The, they were uh, the package deal, yeah, man. Yeah, You know, they, they, they definitely were. Like, the Derek Riggs covers... Yeah. Like, I knew artwork enough to know that, like, technically they weren't precise. Right, right. But they had everything that, like, a 13, 14-year-old kid needed. Yeah, yeah. And they were, like, drawable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could sit down and, like, copy Eddie yeah. or trace Eddie. Right, right. And then, like, a couple of days later, kind of do a reasonable facsimile yeah, in, yeah. in study hall. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. It was a package deal. Yeah. And then, you know, God bless MTV because you're you're seeing, like, um, the videos, too. Yeah. You know. Um, Flight of Icarus. Remember that? That was probably the first video I saw by them. I, I saw... I saw um, Run to the Hills. Yeah, that might. Yeah, it might have yeah. been that. Run yeah, to was, the Hills. Yeah, it was something from... was was before that. Yeah. And um, but so then we became dedicated. We would watch MTV. Yeah. You know, we'd sit through eleven crappy videos. It's like motels yeah, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. then it wouldn't be heavy metal, but you'd be happy. You know, like oh, Live Van Halen. Right. Right. Yeah. Or then uh, ACDC. I put yeah, the yeah. finger on you. I remember yeah, that yeah. video was yeah. in high rotation. Yeah. And then um. A live Van Halen, and we're like, "That's cool. We'll, yeah. we'll take it. It's yeah, not yeah. Maiden. It's right, not right. Priest. Yeah. Um, we'll take that." But definitely the artwork. I, I say the same thing goes for Judas Priest. Yeah. It became a point of like, if you didn't know the band, you would buy it based on the cover. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like course, just like yeah. comic books. Like oh, if yeah. I saw a comic, yeah. um, and you know, later on when I worked in comics and I realized, oh yeah, that's how you sell a comic is yeah. from the cover. Right. Same thing with with the record. I'd see a record and I'd be like. Yeah, my parents are going to hate that thing. They <laughs> yeah, are yeah. going to hate that. Right. And it's going to look cool on the back of a jean jacket, yeah, poorly yeah. drawn. Right. Yeah, it, it was clearly. Plus, they were British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was, like, I, I kind of became an Anglophile at yeah, the same yeah. time. Yeah. And um, which was cool because I was already into British stuff because yeah. I like British model kits. Yeah. And, like, I liked a lot of British TV shows, yeah. like, Doctor Who. Okay, yeah. And I loved um, Space 1999. Mm-hmm. It was all British stuff, oh, yeah. so it just dovetailed nicely. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. Yeah. Did you ever get into The Prisoner after? I, from The Maiden? I tried to. Yeah. It was, it was, the, uh, the Maiden song to me was better than the show. Yeah, yeah, but again, yeah, yeah. that's a right. 14-year-old. Right, right. You know, I, I didn't have the, right. the, the wherewithal to yeah, like, understand. Yeah, what, but the song, obviously, was, oh, yeah. was, was, was great. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's the same thing. So we search it out and we're like, 
Maiden wrote a song about this. Right, this, I know. This yeah. is not as good as the Iron Maiden song. <laughs> yeah. um, but the artwork, you yeah. know, and, and learning how to draw their logos yeah, yeah. was crucial. Yeah, yeah. Like the Judas Priest that was one. The, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah. That was a tough one. And um, um, definitely the Derek Riggs stuff. And then oh, finding yeah. out, like, there was all these singles that yep. were not available yeah. readily in America that had Purgatory all this great was, artwork yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah, and it was always Eddie doing something pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously that was paintable on a jean yeah. jacket yeah, stuff yeah. too. So yeah. it was a package deal. Like yeah. if anybody was going to like, you know, sell Target stuff at 14-year-old kids. Oh, they knew. Yeah. It was it was perfection. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was definitely yeah. perfect for us. So that made us, you know, that, that, you know, it was, and then, then that was the gateway drug too. I started, we started reading, um, cream oh, and yeah, Parader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and cause obviously we wanted to have pictures of yeah. Iron Maiden and Judas Priest right, and, right. And, and Eddie Van Halen and, yeah. and David Lee Roth all over our room and yeah. in our locker and right, stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, that kind of, it's like, all right, well, what's next? What yeah. else is out there? You know, and I remember when like rap first came out. Oh, yeah. And we listened to them a little bit, and then all of a sudden all the kids liked rap, yeah, especially yeah. the girls were like, rap sucks. Right. <laughs> and same thing with the first Motley Crew. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody got in a shout at the devil, and we're like, yeah, eh, yeah. yeah. They're no good now. Right, right. Quiet know, Riot, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Mental health is so yeah. great. Yeah. And then somebody told you later on, you're like, that's a cover. Right. Know, and you're yeah. like, yeah. Of some band called Slade. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, who's Slade? Right, yeah. And, and you know, the, and, you go you backwards. Know, that'll come back, you know. Yeah. They're like, all right, that's going to be on the test. Pay attention <laughs> now. That, that'll come back to haunt you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but reading the the metal magazines yeah. and acquiring them by any means necessary yeah. um, led to like some of us starting to learn to play guitar. Yeah, too. yeah. That was my um, next question. Yeah. I say, so yeah. So I, I grew up. Um, my dad was a trained musician and mm. he was a music teacher okay. uh, and he had played in swing and jazz bands in oh, the wow. 60s okay. so that means he hates and hated rock yeah. and roll hated and hated it yeah. he would tolerate a few roots songs you right. know like a little bit of Eddie Cochran here and there a right. little bit of Buddy Holly here and there but that's about it but yeah. whereas my mom liked you know like right. rock but he was a trained musician, so his thing was like, all right, you kids are all going to play instruments. Right. So the minute that the public school said, hey, you guys want to play instruments, he's like, you guys are playing instruments. Yeah. So we had already been playing instruments, but nothing cool like clarinet. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how cool is it? It's useless. <laughs> right. You know, when, when your favorite band's Van Halen, it's freaking useless to play flute. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and then like tall. Right. You know, yeah. like, like, so that was the, that was maybe a potential sell Right, there. right. But so then... Like, again, my cousin, who's going to feature in the story, but yeah. he started playing guitar because of Angus Young. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. he loved Angus Young. Yeah. And it, to the fact where he called him Agnes Young by accident. <laughs> like, we, we, we would read these articles yeah, yeah. In, in, in Hit Parade or in Cream, and, like, our reading was sucky anyway. And he's like, Agnes Young, you check it out. He's playing in this schoolboy. And so, obviously, SGs were the guitar yeah, to yeah. have. Oh, yeah. And so he started taking lessons before us, and he got, like, a, he, he saved up his paper route money. Yeah. And he bought, like, a really nice... SG, I think off his guitar teacher, okay. who later became our guitar teacher. Yeah. So there was the Hit Parader and Cream, and then there was also Guitar for Practicing Musician. Remember when that oh, first yeah, came out? That. Yeah, yeah. Game changer. Oh, yeah. Because 
Yeah, there'd be a bunch of articles about bands you didn't care. Like right. Dixie Dregs, who are yeah, they? Steve Moore, I don't care about that guy. I want to read about Eddie Van Halen. I want right. to read about yeah. Tony Iommi. I right. want to read about yeah. K.K. Downing. Yeah, I don't care about you know, Martino or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's to our detriment. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. those people rule. Yeah, yeah. But again, you're talking to a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, oh, so my cousin's taking lessons. And we're like... He got an electric guitar. Yeah. Like regular people right. can have rock instruments. Yeah, yeah. And that was a game changer. Yeah. So he started like taking lessons and we would go to his house and he'd be like, check it out. Yeah. And, you know, he he, he had like a real rudimentary amp yeah. and like, you know, intro to distortion pedal, distortion <laughs> pedal. Yeah. But he'd be playing it and yeah. we'd be like, wow. So naturally, we we wanted to take guitar. My, my brother and I, that is, we. Yeah. So we had the guitar magazines too yeah. that were, you know, would have the tab for yeah. like eruption. Right, right. So these two yo-yos would sit down and puzzle through that because they yeah. were very, very patient. Yeah. Me, I'd be like, I don't, I don't even want right. to. Deal. I don't want to deal with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I just like I, I worshipped the guitar players, yeah. but I'm like, I, I'm never going to be that guy. Yeah. So. Um, that all dovetailed into us trying to find other bands to like stay ahead of the other kids. Yeah, Because yeah. it's always, you know, it's like an arms race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some kid shows up an Iron Maiden shirt. You're like, I'll show you. Right. Accept shirt. Yeah, He's exactly. like, oh, I see your accept and I raise you a Queens ride. Right. So it's this constant arms <laughs> yeah, yeah. race of like, yeah. who can one-up another yeah, kid with like obscure, right. semi-obscure bands. Yeah. So we would comb these magazines to yeah. see who was coming out. And like the Queens Reich EP that's a ripper. Yeah, oh yeah. So that one was like mandatory. Like if you yeah. liked Iron Maiden and you oh, yeah, didn't have that, just yeah. you're not even an Iron Maiden yeah, dude. Yeah. You, you're right. a poser. Yeah. So it became this arms race to kind of find new and upcoming yeah. bands. But when there was also a point. It's like Venom, right? No, 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 right. no, 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 no. We yeah. don't go that. That, that we don't true. go there. Yeah. We don't Motorhead. No, no, no. We, we, we don't. That guy's ugly. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he looks. He looks like a, like he drives our school bus. <laughs> yeah. He's scary. Yeah. We, we, we don't go there, there, there. Yeah. You know, it was stuff that still sounded like Iron Maiden yeah. and, and stuff like that. So we were, we were finding that stuff and yeah. taking, starting to play guitar. But we were playing other people's. It never occurred to us. <laughs> we can write our own music. Yeah, yeah. Like, it took punk to do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it took punk. And even when, um, you know, we were kind of taking guitar lessons, it was always like, well, we're going to learn somebody else's song. Yeah. We're gonna learn how to play the solo from um, some other song, or right. we're gonna we're gonna figure out guitar harmonies yeah, yeah. for "Run to the Hills" or something. Right. It was never like, "Hey, I want to show you guys <laughs> what to do. Write your own damn songs." Yeah, yeah. That came that came later, later and yeah. then ruined everything. Right. It all went it all <laughs> yeah, went yeah, pear shaped yeah. after right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. So so it was you know your typical teenage stuff yeah. of um of being like but being if you remember like being a headbanger yeah. in like 83 84 yeah, yeah. that was a full time fucking oh, job yeah, yeah. like you didn't just <laughs> wear an iron maiden shirt yeah. to school oh, yeah. you had a jean pins. jacket yeah. yeah you had pins yeah. and you had to steal the pins yeah, like yeah. If a kid that paid for a pin <laughs> right. kid sucked yeah. <laughs> or god forbid his parents gave right, him right. a pin it's like yeah. you had to earn it yeah, yeah. you stole that pin yeah. <laughs> you know and um so you had your jean jacket covered from lapel yeah. to, to the bottom of it yeah. in in Iron Maiden and Judas yeah. Priest and, yeah. and Black Sabbath yeah. Yeah. you know because any kid that didn't have sold our souls for rock and roll yeah. Yeah. that kid was was ostracized yeah even if he had like everything but right. he didn't have yeah. sold our Souls. like sold our souls was like yeah that the, was the 
you had to have it. Yeah. And you had to call you had to call it iguana surprise. Yeah. And you always fast forwarded <laughs> it over. Yeah, I know. You're like, right. to yeah. get to or whatever changes too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I still fast forward through that. Yeah, I I, I delete it from every yeah. playlist. Even, <laughs> exactly. even even when yeah. I get the whole album, I'm like, yeah. gone, yeah. <laughs> gone, right right out of iTunes. I, yeah. I, I it, erase it. You yeah. Know? So um, you you had all your your headbanger accoutrements, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, the added bonus was that like I could draw a little bit because yeah. I'd always stuck with drawing. Yeah. So like I would draw my own heavy metal shit. Yeah. So I had a jean jacket and you know my poor mom would like run out and buy a Levi's jean jacket. Yeah. You know and then like two days later it would be <laughs> covered yeah. and she's like what did you do to your coat? That thing you know it cost a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> and uh, I'm like I made it awesome and right. it's covered with Iron Maiden yeah, stuff yeah. you know and Judas Priest and yeah. and then uh, and all this stuff. So again being a headbanger is a full time job oh, yeah. it's like if you're not rubbing it in everyone's face that <laughs> yeah. you are into judas priest and Iron yeah. Maiden, you're doing it wrong there was a guy that walked around our town named i can't remember what his name was but he was old he was friends with my best friend's older sister and older and her boyfriend and they were okay. like the the heavy metal guys but this guy used to walk around town and the first time i heard uh because I, I, I got into Judas Priest through Screaming for Vengeance and yeah. sort of went forward. I never heard the stuff before. Okay. But he showed up. We were at like a party and he just showed up with like a boombox blasting the Perfect. live record Unleashed in the East. Oh. And that was the first time I heard like okay. that stuff. And I remember like going. But that guy always, he had this long mullet. He was like the cool guy. Like, right, right. You know, I wish I remembered. I think his name was David. Something. Of course. Of course. But he would walk around Swampscott with just a boombox blasting. <sighs> The Pied Piper. UFO, like all that oh, kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. And um, our, our thing, at least, that somehow we had this unwritten rule that, like, when, when I got... Um, Screaming for Vengeance definitely was the gateway drug. Cause, yeah. Like, you look at that cover. Yeah. It, it's the best yeah, yeah. cover of all <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. It, re it really is. Yeah. It, it's the best cover for that type of music. Oh, yeah. We got that, but then we're like, all right, we're not composers. Right. We're buying their entire back catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And damn it, we're going to like it. Yeah. And lo and behold, we're listening to it. We're like, we're listening to like Rock and Rolla. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. And it also sounds a little bit like, um, like uh, tall and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird. If Definitely. we had heard that first and not heard Screaming for Vengeance, we'd have been like, get this hippie shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're like, okay, yeah. we can we can yeah. we can stomach this because we know it's leading right. up yeah, to yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, breaking the law. Yeah. How yeah. about did you see the breaking the law video on MTV? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I know. That was a game changer. <sighs> Yeah. I, it was All just those incredible. videos were yeah. Hot Rockin', yeah, yeah. the video too. He's playing it and, and <laughs> the symbols are on fire. That's one of the best. Uh, I, I remember watching that and then like at my cousin's house and like my aunt walked in and she's like, what the hell are you guys watching? <laughs> or like breaking a law when they're holding up the bank right. with the flying V. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and again, that was another thing where my parents were like, "What? what is, who are yeah. these idiots? The, the, are those the, girls? The Hot Rockin' video had a... a some overtones to it too. Yeah, and, so, I mean, it's like it should have been, and like our parents saw it, and yeah. they're like, "Should we?" Say? I could see it. I could see now. I can see the. Right. Should we say right. no? It's going to open a bigger Pandora's right. box. Yeah, exactly. You know that they don't want to be like. Well, right. there's a reason your uncle Randy doesn't come to a lot of picnics. <laughs> you know, and, and they didn't want to. They didn't want right. to open that box. Yeah, yeah. Up, you know, a guy dressed head to toe in leather. <laughs> The whip. Yeah, uh, right. the riding crop. And it's not because he likes motorcycles right. a lot. 
Um, so they didn't want to open that. But so, yeah, we, we were careful about buying a band's back yeah. catalog. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, some kid would be like, oh, yeah, you think you like Judas right. Priest? Yeah. Yeah? Well, name a song off Sad Wings right. of Destiny. Yeah, yeah. And you'd, and you'd rattle them off. You'd be like, all right, you're cool. Right, you're right. solid. Yeah. You know, because the worst thing you could do is, is be... This dude's a poser. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're no. done. Yeah, you're done. No, you no. may as well just quit school, join yeah, the Foreign yeah. Legion, and, oh, and yeah. never be heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you had to get the back catalog. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you had to start playing guitar. Yeah. And you had to like be a rock, like being a rocker. Yeah. People like you could put it on your W two form. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you had to have one when yeah. you're fourteen. I know, right? So like you had to, li- and you also had to be a troublemaker. Oh yeah. You yeah. had to do stupid shit. Yeah. You had we to steal and break yeah. and yeah. nothing bad. Right. Like yeah. oh, I stole a car. Yeah. But it's like yeah, I, I stole a poster. Right, from right. Card gallery. I got driven home by the police a lot. <laughs> it was like there was like one cop in the town that would just like yeah. my mother would be on the porch, be like, yep. Here he is. Like he, what yeah. did he do this time? He, you know, he threw a bottle at a car driver. There you go. Yeah. Something, maybe not that, but yeah. something stupid. Something like along I, those lines yeah. of like, well, we can either nip this in the bud, right. or we can see this turning right. into, and, yeah. and it didn't, and, yeah. and it didn't, exactly. and it's not like the music made you do it, right. but it made a great fucking soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. For for stealing a bunch of like stuff from a construction site and yeah, breaking yeah. it all. Right, right. Yeah, and and you're not gonna you're not gonna do right. that to REO Speedwagon. Right. You're you're exactly. obviously gonna do that to Iron Maiden. Yeah. You and know, and it, that's all there is to it. And now as an adult, I think of some of the stuff I did as a kid, and I'm like, I would be so fucking pissed if someone, you know, because we oh, just, yeah. like walk by someone's house and just rip the drain pipe up. Yeah, exactly. Of their house or exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did that to me now, I'd be like, fucking. Christ, I have yeah. to go to the yeah. place now and get it. To, you know, and you know, you know what though, and and, and and the thing is, is that what what hosts us is our parents said. You know what? I'm not going to yell at you. Right. Just someday. Yeah, you'll learn. Someday, yeah, exactly. someone's going to do that to you. Yeah, and you'll know. And you'll know, and you're right. like, yeah, whatever. I'm right. gonna, I'm not even going to live past <laughs> twenty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, sure enough, you come out one day and somebody blew your your mailbox apart <laughs> right. with yeah. an M80. And yeah. then part of you is like, damn it. And then right. the other part of you is like. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was walking down the street. It's probably about five years ago in Beverly, Mass, uh-huh. with a, a couple friend of mine, and a car drove by <laughs> and threw something at my face, <laughs> and lo and behold, on the ground just a fully wrapped McDonald's cheeseburger <laughs> directly in my face. I was pissed for about five seconds, but I was also like these kids. Everyone in their fucking school is going to know this whole story now. Like, you yep. get this fucking guy in the face. Yeah. You get him right in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is exactly. So funny. I'm like, let's get hit in the face with a cheeseburger. And then they're going to ramp it up, too. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, you hit him with a whole turkey. Right, yeah. A yeah. whole Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. And then as the story grows and grows, yeah. you hit him with an entire McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's, but again, that's the radness of yeah, being yeah. a teenager. Oh, yeah, in the suburbs. Uh, yeah. And, so you've got, you've got this heavy metal music that's the background that's a soundtrack yeah. for being a little dickhead. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and everything that comes with it. Yeah. Um, and um, and then you're starting to play guitar a little yeah. bit. And I remember, um, like my dad, like I was saying, how he hated rock. Yeah, and yeah. He was like, we had to be in marching band and do oh, band yeah. stuff, so I could read music and all that. But I hated it. Yeah. He's like, you, you. I was like, Dad, I, I got, I've got money. 
I want an electric guitar. He's like, there's, you're not getting electric guitar. Yeah. He's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If I asked for drugs, he probably would give me that. Right. Or if I'd be like that, I, I want an M16. Cool. Right. But I'm like, yeah. I want an electric guitar. He's like, right. no. Right. Electric guitars are for losers. Right. Anybody with long hair and a beard was like a weirdo. Right. Like that was my dad's way yeah. of calling it. He was like a weirdo. He's like, weirdos have electric right. instruments. Yeah. You're not getting an electric guitar. So I'm like, all right, F you. I'm going right. to make an electric guitar. Oh, yeah. So I had, a, I had a, a, another friend whose um, grandfather, he lived with his grandfather, and he had a wood shop. Yeah. So I'm like, and, and so when you're like 14 or 15, I don't even remember what it was. I know I wasn't driving because I yeah. had to get rides back and forth to this dude's house. Yeah. What do you make? Right. You make a fucking flying V. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And he had a, a busted silver tone guitar. Yeah. So we stole the electronics from that. And I made a flying V. Nice. It was actually, we called it, end up calling it the flying Y because it was just so horrible. Right. And I made a pick guard out of cardboard. And <laughs> yeah. the grandfather was cool. He's like, what are you boys making? Right. And I'm like, we're making an electric guitar. And instead of stopping us and, and then, and then like, and just like breaking our hands, right. he's like, all right, let me help you. He helped oh, nice. us route out the part for where the, the, the silver, yeah, yeah. And the knob went and stuff. Right. And then when it came time to a uh, pick guard, I made one out of cardboard and spray painted it chrome. Oh, Cause nice. like chrome pick guard, oh, yeah. you know, Glenn Tipton, Glenn KK Tipton, Downing, yeah, yeah. what else, you know, you know, yeah. so, so I made this guitar and then we, he, he helped us figure out how to route it so that the neck would go on and so that it would and it, the neck always moved back and forth yeah, so yeah. it never stayed in tune right. but we plugged it into my cousin's amp my cousin was like one of the only people we knew who had an amplifier yeah. and by amplifier it was the PA for the little league mm-hmm. and he just you know it's <laughs> yeah. like he had it at his house right. by accident because his dad was involved in little league right. so we plugged left, into yeah. that and lo and behold, it made it made noise. Yeah, yeah. So the flying, the, oh, the awesome. flying why? Yeah. And then um, I don't know what became the flying. Yeah, y. I was gonna ask Zach. I have no idea. You sh- before we started, you showed me. Uh, I, that, and then later on, when when like like my brother and I had paper routes and we had more money. Yeah. We were like, all right. Then when my dad realized that it wasn't just a a a, a passing fad, it's yeah. like he's like, well, I can either encourage these guys and kind of guide them to not right. turn into complete derelicts. <laughs> Or I can tell them no, and then they'll they'll up the ante yeah, and do yeah. like they'll steal a car right, just to right. spite me. Right. So finally, he relented. He's like, "Well, I think oh, I think the deal was all right. You guys can have an electric guitar, but you gotta take lessons." Right. That was his like aha moment. Right, right. It's like okay, you y- you guys can have nuclear weapons, but we're gonna have this <laughs> treaty that limits them. Right. He's right. like, "I'll show you guys." Yeah, yeah. And his way of thinking was like, "I'm gonna make it so unfun to right. have an electric guitar." That you're gonna just be, get tired of it real right, quick. Right, right. He's like, you gotta take lessons. Yeah. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're like, we 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 luckily enough we had my cousin's guitar teacher. Yeah. Who, his his name's Tom Trebuzio. Okay. And the guy is a life changer. Yeah. So Tom, my dad liked Tom initially because they both went to the same music school, but like a bunch of years apart. Right. They both went to a school, a music school in Connecticut. Okay. So my dad's like, oh yeah, this guy, even though Tom had long hair yeah. and he had long fingernails because he played finger picking style, oh, right. yeah. um, he, he looked like one of the Ramones. Right. Yeah. Um, but my dad's like, all right, he's still okay because he went to Hart School of Music yeah, and yeah. he plays, you know, he plays in a professional jazz band. Yeah. He's cool. So... My dad walks out of the room, Tom closes the door, and he's like, what do you guys like? We're like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. He's like, okay, here's the deal. Your lessons are an hour long. 45 minutes are going to be 
your your scales and your 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 theory and your exercises. Right. The last 15, 10, 15 minutes are going to be what you want to work on. Nice. So we were like Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Maiden. Spring songs. Yeah. 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 And he and he knew it all because he yeah. obviously he kept in touch with rock music. Right, right. And stuff. And so that made it bearable. And you know, and so we would do our we would do all our stuff. Yeah. But then the last few minutes would be learning. Um, I remember one of the first things we learned because my brother and I were both playing together, and we only had enough money for one electric guitar. Yeah. So we had an acoustic guitar too. So right. Tom was like, "All right, I'm going to teach you guys a song that has a guitar harmonies." Right. And it was, um, I think it was Charlotte the Harlot. Oh, nice. It was early Iron Maiden because yeah, it was Diano. Yeah. And he's like, "Here's oh, maybe it was Iron Maiden yeah. from the Iron Maiden album. Mm-hmm. Something that's got like dueling guitar parts yeah, yeah. that fit together." And my brother and I were like so psyched. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that was that was us getting in, into music, and eventually, nice. but we still had to play our regular band music. Too. Right, right. So my dad was like, "All right, I'll let you guys do this, but I am not going to make it easy on you, jerks." <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's that's nice. how that worked out for and us. So, how did you make your way into punk rock from from there? So, drafting class. Yeah. Um, sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. There was a kid in my class, God bless him, named Glenn McGregor. Yeah. And Glenn McGregor, um, drafting class was like, it was a shop class. So you figure like all the kids who are going to be ruffians and hooligans are going to end up there. But drafting class was cool. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a kid in my class named Glenn McGregor. Mm -hmm. And Glenn McGregor um, was, everybody was into BMX at the time. But Glenn was actually really good at it. He raced. He did freestyle. Mm -hmm. He was into skateboarding. Yeah. And so everybody knew that him and a couple, one or two other kids were like different. Yeah. Um, but nobody really knew what punk was. Like yeah. the closest you got was Johnny Slash from Squarepegs. Right, right. You know, like punk was having an OP shirt right. with a tail. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's punk. Yeah. And Glenn McGregor had an OP shirt with a tail. Yeah. He was different. He would ride his BMX bike through school. And yeah. he has, like, if I had, like, a, a store bought BMX bike, right. he had really nice BMX bikes because right. he, he worked hard and he spent yeah, his yeah. money on bikes. He had a number plate. Remember, everybody had to have a oh, number yeah. plate on your yeah, BMX yeah. bike, whether yeah. you did freestyle or right. whether you raced. Yeah, yeah. You had a number plate. Yeah. And you had all your stickers on there, you know, your Oakley, and, yeah. and, and you had your BMX Plus. Yeah. He had a black flag sticker yeah. on his number plate. And I'm like, oh. And he also had checkered vans. Yeah. You know, and only Spicoli had checkered right. vans. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, maybe this dude's from California. Right. He's different. Like, yeah. he was from another side of town, so I didn't know him until high school. It's not right. like I grew up with him, so I could know right. him. But he was different. But he and I got along pretty well because he yeah. drew, like, comic book stuff, and I drew comic book stuff. Okay. We were both pretty good in drafting class. Yeah. We were both smart asses. Yeah. So we got on. We got on great. And now... What's funny about seeing that black flag sticker was I recognized that. Because yeah. I don't know if you remember way back, in, it was either Hit Parade or Cream or like Metal Forces right. or, or like some, you One know, of those. some shitty little rag. It had an SST ad in it. Really? A oh, real right. tiny SST ad. Okay. Now, I would always pour through metal magazines, and we would study these like they were ancient artifacts oh, for yeah. every bit. Like, oh, you know, how does K.K. Downing have his guitar set? Right, Where's yeah. the treble at? Yeah, Where's yeah. the volume oh, at? Yeah, yeah. So we study these things with, like, fine-tooth combs. So I, And we'd also study for, like, you know, what other bands are out there that are cool that aren't right. going to be Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Um, and I saw this ad for... Black Flag yeah. and SST Records. It was tiny. Right. I mean, and it was the Family Man of all things. Oh, it was right. the Family Man cover. Yeah. 
Right. So that's probably what date when the, when the thing was right. from. Maybe it was 84. 84. So I would have been 15. Yeah. And I saw this, and I'm looking at this ad, and I'm like, black, black flag. <laughs> and I'm looking at the cover, and it, I'm like, it looks like it's a shitty drawing of a dude that just shot his whole family and himself <laughs> right. in the head right. with a 45. Yeah. Um, what's this about? Yeah. And then there was like, it said something like there was supposedly a review of the record, and it was like, right. Heavier than Black Sabbath or something. Right. And I was sure somebody at SST right. making some shit yeah, up yeah. and making up. And I was like, oh, I saw the word black in it. And I'm right. like, oh, it's probably like Black Sabbath. Right. <laughs> it's going to be like just right. like Black Sabbath, you know, yeah, heavy yeah. stuff. It's like War Pigs or something. Right. And I just didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And then I see the sticker on, so jump forward and I see the sticker on Glenn's bike. And I'm yeah. like, hmm. What is this stuff? I yeah. didn't think anything more of it. Yeah. So Glenn and I got to be better friends as, as class went by. And I got my license. And then so one day he didn't have his bike. And he's like, hey, you know, could you do me a favor and give me a ride home? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Now, um, like I've got my, my Iron Maiden, you know, my, my battle armor on. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my Levi's yeah, yeah. jean jacket covered in Iron Maiden shit. Right. And, and I've got my, I probably had the Iron Maiden pants where I drew Eddie doing <laughs> right, all right. kinds of stuff. And on it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a ride home. Yeah. And I give him a ride home, and and you know we're talking about, and I probably have FM radio, and he's like, hey man, I know you're into like heavy music, you know, come on in the house, I want you to check something out. Yeah. You know, um, and like he he had a, a room in the basement. Yeah. To himself, which was like a dream to yeah, any kid. I, know, right? I had to share a bedroom with my with my yeah. brother. Yeah. Cool. And so he had a and, and um, he had a bitch in stereo. Yeah. So I'm like, oh cool, he's gonna put on some stuff that's gonna be like Iron Maiden or right. whatever. He's like, he's like, have you ever heard punk? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Devo, right? Blondie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no. Have you ever heard hardcore? Right. I'm kind of paraphrasing, right? You yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. but it was something along those lines yeah, where yeah. like the dude was like a perfect salesman, right? Right. He's yeah. like, he's like, no, hardcore. <laughs> and I'm thinking. Oh, Black Sabbath. Right, right. He's going to put on something like Queen's right. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you think you're cool. Right, right. I'll show you. Yeah. And he's like, check this out. Yeah. He puts on, I don't know the order, but the first two introductions that I had to Hardcore Punk yeah. were both covers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the order, but it was um, Agent Orange, Somebody yeah. to Love. Oh, yeah. And then it was, so he puts that on. Like, I'll assume he puts that on. Needle drops. He hands me the cover. And I'm looking at it, and it was from their EP. That yeah. when you least expect it. Yeah, yeah. It looked nothing like right. I had ever seen in terms yeah, of the yeah. record. I flip it over. I'm like, who are these nerds? Right, right. Do these guys teach physics? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's them in like short sleeve right, shirts right. in recording studio. Yeah. Needle drops, and the first few notes of somebody to love comes on. Yeah. And I swear to God, I was like. What in the name of God is yeah. this? This is this is incredible. He's like, just listen, just listen. Yeah. You know, cranks it up even more. And I was like, dude, that was incredible. Yeah. He's like, that's nothing. Yeah. Then he hits me with, pulls out everything went black. Oh yeah. And he and he puts on Louie Louie. Oh yeah. That... With Des singing. Yeah yeah. And you know how that starts with the da 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 and then it goes into Gin's guitar. Oh yeah. And I like I like. Like something stopped. Like I had to step back. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What is?" And it's a short ass song. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Play it again." Yeah, yeah. Play it again. Yeah. Play it again. He's like, "I'm like, let me see that record." <laughs> I'm like, "So this is Black Flag." Yeah. And he plays me a couple other songs from that. Right. But like, I, I honest, 
swear to God, I point to that as like a pivotal point in yeah. my life. Like my life just suddenly went, uh, yeah, yeah. In an enti- like it was planned out that I would do something else right, right. until that moment. And then yeah, my yeah. life went, Bruh. yeah, it took a complete 90 degree yeah. at that point. Yeah. So did you immerse yourself in that immediately stuff with, immediately. with that friend or did you? Well, yes. Go? He, he, he was, he was my point of contact with all, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously I was like, well, dude, I got to go home. You got to take me a bunch of this shit. Yeah. You got to take me whatever you got of this. Right. And I got home and I told my brother about it. I'm like, listen, yeah, whatever you think you're into, that's cool. You, <laughs> you haven't heard it. Right. And, um, you know, while I was at Glenn's, I'm looking at the everything went black. Yeah. And I'm seeing these flyers. Right. You know, that Pettibon drew. Oh, yeah. And I'm like thinking I'm looking at legitimate Manson cult shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was, stuff. in a way. Yeah, yeah. And it was so far removed from anything I yeah. had ever been exposed to. Yeah. And I was like, I got this feeling. I'm like, somebody just kicked open a hole yeah. in reality, yeah. and you're seeing a whole nother reality. Right. It's crazy, right? So, yeah, he started making me mixtapes. Yeah. And then a few of our other friends, like, got into it simultaneously yeah. as well. And, um, yeah, it was on. And then I was like, I'm like, how do I get more? Where right. do I find more? Yeah. Because it's not like you go to Strawberries. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and buy Discharge. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know. We, we were had a bunch of college radio stations around yeah. us. And I'm like, oh, college radio? Because I knew college right. radio because they had like heavy metal shows. Right, right. I would tune into that. Yeah. Or like I had somehow gotten into reggae, so yeah. I would listen to reggae. But the minute like a punk one, I, I turned it off. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, oh, now I will listen right. in for that. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, I skateboard too. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to skateboard too. Yeah. Because if you're doing this, you're going to do it oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, there's Thrasher. So then like Thrasher became the Bible. Yeah. College radio. Yeah. Um, there was an indie record store in our town mm. called Record Breaker. Okay. And I mean, like they had one or two imports, but yeah. that was enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that became the deal. Nice. Uh, that that became, but more importantly too was is that Glenn played guitar a little bit, yeah. and I played guitar. Yeah. But we were like, um, like by listening to punk, I realized. I could have a band. Yeah. Like it never occurred to me listening to Iron Maiden right, right. Or, 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 or Judas Priest. Yeah. I was like, I could never do this. I'm yeah. not even going to bother. I'm going right. to play their music. Right. But I'm never going to write my own music. Yeah. Like music people write their own yeah, music. Yeah. But like I was listening to Fear the Record mm-hmm. and like I was already playing guitar and I'm like, oh man, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it, it, it changed it. it. It it was, that's why I say it was like the, the game changer yeah, of all yeah. game changers being exposed to this right it changed everything yeah and did you start a band from there or yeah immediately yeah, yeah. and it was absolutely we played and we rehearsed in my um there was another kid that was into bmx but wasn't into punk okay um he had a ramp yeah. he skated so but he played drums right his favorite bands were like rush and credence oh, yeah. but we're like oh you're gonna like this then right and so he just wanted to play with other yeah, people yeah. so we had this band in the basement of this guy matt's house mm-hmm. and um we were terrible <laughs> but it was cool oh, because yeah. it was just a bunch of dudes goofing around there's nothing better than that the memories of that like yeah when you first start realizing like Oh, we can make like the sound of a band. Yeah. Even if it's hard, like if you listen to it now or whatever. It, but it, at the time, it was it was game feeling is, yeah. It, but I mean, I also I had never had the idea I could have a band and like even like cover right. Iron Maiden. It was yeah, like yeah. I would go somewhere and see a cover band, and I'm like, oh, those dudes are like, 
they they're, they're music dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but here we were playing like Wild Thing forty eight times right. and <laughs> yeah. playing Stepping Stone yeah, yeah. eighty nine times. Right. But then one day I was like, I'm gonna write my own song, and yeah. I don't I don't even remember what spurned it. And it was an absolutely horrible song with dumb lyrics, <laughs> you know. And the name of the band was the Conformers. <laughs> um, but that was a game changer. I'm yeah, like, yeah. guys, I wrote a song, right. and they're like, what? <laughs> You wrote a song? Yeah. And it was like two and a half chords. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, here's the lyrics. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we you know, we did it. And then we're like, let's invite some girls over right. to hear our band. <laughs> yeah. You know, we invite these poor girls over who, who tolerated, like, music that, you know, they like the Smiths or whatever. Right. They weren't ready for suicide yeah, or yeah. whatever right. trip we... By this time, it was like Seven Seconds and yeah, DOA yeah. and, like, right. th those bands. Yeah, yeah. And, and so these girls tolerated it because they're like, well, you know, we like the Smiths and yeah. Depeche Mode. Right. We're like, come hear our band. And they're right. like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was like an hour and a half of tuning and then right. playing a little bit of Stepping Stone and right. Matt's mother being like, all right, guys, you're done. Right. <laughs> And so it, it wasn't an auspicious yeah. start, but it was fun as it was fun as hell. Yeah, no, it was definitely good. Do you remember the the first hardcore show that you? Yeah. Ended up going to. Yeah, so I had been in a hardcore for a little while, and um, uh, it was it was Black Flag. Okay. At, on their last tour. Oh, right. I saw yeah. them at a place called Studio New York. Yeah. Uh, Enfield Roller World. Yeah. And Enfield Roller had a lot of shows, yeah. actually. Like Slapshot played there, Suicidal played there. Yeah. It was a stop. Yeah. I saw... So the idea to see Black Flag blew yeah. me away. Because right. I, had, I had been... Before I'd, you know, been into punk, it was... You paid 35 bucks, you saw right. scorpions and yeah. nosebleed seats. Right, right, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see Black Flag. Should right. I buy tickets? Yeah, yeah. And people are like, you freaking, now they oh, right. call you a noob. Right, right. But they're like, obviously you've never done this before. Right. No, you pay five bucks or you fucking sneak in. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had been like, so obviously by having to see, you know, being in a pump, it was okay, now I got to find out everything about punk. So yeah. you see Suburbia. Because yeah. oh, yeah. you find out about another friend from another town who's yeah. a friend of a friend. He's got an eighth-gen copy of Suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. And then another dude's got a 27th-generation copy of um, Another State of Mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're seeing all this, and that's yeah. you know front-loading you with, oh, that's how punk yeah. is. Because yeah, yeah. nobody else is going right. to tell you. Right. And you know, it's like it's not on MTV. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, so I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to see Black Flag. <laughs> yeah. Now, my idea of Black Flag was like everything went black. Right. I didn't know that there was My War and right. Slip It In and yeah, all yeah. this other stuff. Right. That, like Black Flag was so far removed right. from 1979 Black yeah, Flag. Yeah. They were past that. Oh, yeah. They had long hair, God yeah. forbid. You know, they smoked dope. Right. Um, but I didn't know. instrumentals yeah. at the beginning of the show and stuff. Yeah. And it was gone of all. Yeah. It was gone Painted Willie. Right. And, um... And Black Flag, yeah. and it was Rollins. Yeah. And like I'm thinking, oh, you know, from watching Decline, I'm like, oh, cool, it's Oof. gonna be Ron, <laughs> right? You know, who I thought was Dennis, yeah, yeah. who I thought was also. So right. I'm like, I'm thinking that, and um, yeah, it was Black Flag. So yeah. I got all psyched to see him and everything. And by that time, I had changed my um, heavy metal jean jacket for like a punker jean jacket. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it was a jean jacket covered in all punk shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and like suicidal skates because oh, I was yeah. skating this yeah, by yeah. this time yeah. terribly. Right. And um. So I had all my punker shit, um, and um, it was, it was like, um, it was the loudest thing I had yeah. ever absolutely it, heard. And I saw like other punk kids. Yeah, yeah. And I saw like, 
you know, I knew what to expect from watching right. Suburbia. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I saw skinheads, and I'm like, okay, I saw you guys in Suburbia. Right. You know, you're probably going to punch a bunch of dudes right. out. And I'm like, oh, I know how the pit works. <laughs> yeah. You know, I fell. Somebody picked me up. Somebody else fell. I picked yeah. them up. I'm like, I'm doing it. Right. I'm doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, I guess how the feeling is when you, like, solo fly an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like, I'm like, oh, right. I'm at Black Flag. Right. And, um, but I'm, you know, I'm like really, I'm hearing all this stuff that's not what I'm, I'm not, I'm not hearing like police story. I'm not hearing right. clocked in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hearing nervous breakdown. Right. You know, I'm hearing all the stuff that they want to play, which right. is like 12 minutes, like rat's right. eyes. Right. You know, <laughs> and, and, um, like, I remember just like gone being intolerable. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even realize. I'm like, oh, Greg Ginn's in two bands. Right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah, when I first saw them, it was St. Vitus. And at the time, I just remember thinking, like, this is boring. It was like mm. St. Vitus and uh, I think Tom Tricoli's dog. It was yeah. the, the My War uh -huh. uh, tour. And same same right. kind of thing. I was like, oh, Black Flag. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out and did, you know, the 17-minute instrumental. <laughs> right, the, right, right. The process of weeding out. And, yes. Know, and then, But then they, they were pretty good at that point. They were incredible, but they weren't what a 16-year-old yeah, pissed-off yeah. kid needed. Yeah. And the openers know? were just, they would bring these bands... Which is which, cool because yeah. I get what they were doing, yeah, yeah. but I didn't get what they were doing yeah, until much later. Yeah. But like when you're 16 and you're pissed off, you need, you know, you need, um, it's not my imagination. I got a gun at my back. Yeah. Like that's the black flag yeah, in yeah. your mind. Yeah. That's what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. And, and what you're seeing is like three long hairs basically <laughs> doing heavily distorted <laughs> Grateful Dead. Yeah, pretty you much. You know, yeah. and, um. So, but it was cool. I, yeah, I yeah. saw Black Flag. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I could really do that. And their yeah. instruments were shit. Yeah, yeah. They were held like, I remember um, Gins like had this shitty Ibanez yeah. that probably cost him 150 bucks. Right. It was held together with duct, duct tape. tape yeah, and yeah. at the time, I had some court guitar. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I could do this. Yeah. You know, and, and stuff. So it was, it was life changing from that yeah. standpoint. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. And I'm not going to play 17 minute long hair songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can do what these guys yeah. are, 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 are doing yeah. you then, know so yeah nice and then so you got a little more serious playing music yeah after. yeah well what happened was is that after from that point like doing that and seeing that yeah i was like i was like i'm not gonna play in the school band anymore i'm right. done with that yeah and i'm also not taking guitar lessons anymore yeah. and like i told and and like my my dad was like all right you don't have to but you got to explain your you owe it to your teacher right. why you're not gonna yeah yeah and like i was like listen tom um no offense to you you've been so great to us you know yeah. so i wasn't even taking lessons that that long right, right but it was you know i'm like you've been so great because he would encourage us yeah yeah you know to uh, to get into rock oh yeah you know like when my my dad would like check in and be like all right you guys are doing your scales right. you know your phrygian mixolodian and he'd walk out and tom would be like all right now the middle bridge of war pigs is this <laughs> right you know yeah. so i was like listen tom w the deal is is that um I want to write my own music. Yeah. I want to write songs. I want to be, I want to do band. Right. I, I want to do punk stuff. Yeah. Tom's like, perfect. Cause he loved, he's like rocket from Russia is one of my favorite oh, right. songs. And I didn't even know the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. I was too into hard, hardcore right, right. punk, you know, and air quotes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. Best luck, whatever I can do to help you yeah. have, you know, have at it, have fun. Right. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully I gave you. So he, it was with his blessings and my dad was expecting it to be like, oh, you really let him down and now you cut right. off the pinky, like <laughs> yeah, the Yakuza. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Tom was cool with it. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, but from the, you know, all the hardcore, like, um, my favorite tape 
yeah. that my buddy made me was side one was first suicidal LP. Mm -hmm. Side two was Welcome to Venice. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that was my jam. I would play that constantly, constantly, oh, yeah. constantly. Skateboard to school. Yeah. Play that. Skateboard home. Play yeah. that. You know, do my chores. Play that. Do everything to that. One day I'm, I'm in study hall, and uh, like a headbanger dude that I was friends with, he was like, "What are you listening to, man?" Because of course, yeah, the volume's up at a yeah, billion. Yeah. You know, ear destroying. Yeah. And so I played him some of um, Beowulf and No Mercy. Yeah. He's like, "So this is punk?" <laughs> He's like. Dude, if you like this, you got to check out this band Metallica. Yeah. And I think this was just when um, Ride the Lightning came out. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll check them out. Stole yeah. the tape, right. of course. <laughs> and um, I'm like, this isn't that bad. Yeah. And Because um, earlier I had heard Metallica, and I wrote them off because I'm like, yeah. that guy's voice sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, after listening to like punk for a year, year and a half, right. and like, you know, after Keith Morris, you're like, this guy's voice isn't too bad. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, this is this is good. I, 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 I'm into this. Yeah. So I started to get into crossover, too, because yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right. I can be cool because you know I don't know if you did this when you first got into punk. You're like, buy Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I you know, which definitely. is a dick thing right. to do in a yeah, way. Because yeah. oh, yeah. la then later on when people would do that, I'd be mad at them. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be like, no, no don't throw away yeah. Tull just because yeah. you like Agnostic Front now. I know, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Tull's a great band, but yeah. I did it at first. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, so then I was like, oh, the thrash thing was oh, yeah. was up, and so I, then by this time I was going to the record store pretty regularly, and yeah. I was buying like Life Sentence, oh, like yeah, I yeah. loved that that oh, yeah. record, yeah. like that was perfect to me because I'm like, yeah. I can play this. Yeah, yeah. This is so poorly produced. It sounds like yeah. they, you know, and I had a Gorilla amp. It yeah. sounded like they recorded on a Gorilla amp. That's the amp you just showed me. Yeah, right? exactly. Still have it. Yeah, That's yeah. Bought with paper. Oh, maybe we got it for the Christmas present. Yeah, I forget. But anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that was that was it, and I was like, started to get more serious. Like, I'm like, now I want to play this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I started to see like, uh, I saw like Megadeth. Yeah. And I saw like like S Thrash started mm -hmm. to come up. Yeah. You know, like I was like, I had some other friends who were like, oh, you got to check out the Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. You got to check. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you you got to check out Youth Brigade. Right. Um, and it was kind of give and take, and yeah, it was yeah. cool. That was a pretty cool yeah. time yeah, it was period. A good time, you know. I think. And, and so it worked out. And also, it also dovetailed with the time when it was me to like get out of high school and yeah. like go away yeah. and, and figure out what to do and uh, you know what I was going to do with, with the rest of my life. And I was like, well, uh, I found out luckily at the last minute because like my um, guidance counselors were useless. Yeah, yeah. I told they're like, what do you want to do? And I knew what I wanted to do. Right. I'm like, I want to go to the Joe Kubert comic book art school, which yeah. is a legitimate real school. Mm -hmm. And they're like. Where did you hear about this? I think you made it up. So I, you know, I brought an issue in of a comic book, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. right here. Right. They're like, we're guidance counselors. We're not sending you to a school in the back of a fucking comic book. Right, right. Forget it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to become a drafting person, and you'll go to a state school. Right. So luckily, I found out about art school. Right. And um, I'm like, I think maybe I don't. But the idea was kind of amazing. I'm like. They teach you to draw <laughs> comic books somewhere. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm like, I'll go to art school. And like the art schools, I, I don't know how, remember how I settled on my, they're going to go to RISD. Right. Or I'm going to go to Pratt. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how I settled on Pratt because New York is full of art schools. Yeah. Um, and by this time, I had already discovered AF. That okay. was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had already discovered uh, Chrome Mags. Yeah. You know, and we were well aware, and music magazines then were covering the crossover scenes. So yeah. They would cover hard, they were covering Lemores. Yeah. They were covering CBs. Yeah. So we were like, I, my thing was like, well, obviously I'm going to go to New York. Right. Because CBs and Lemoore's yeah. and, and nuclear salt. 
I'm like, I'm going to sit like nuclear salt. When I got that record game yeah. changer, yeah. um, nuclear salt and, and, and all that. So I'm like, I'm going to New York yeah. and I'm going to, you know, go to, and I, once I visited the school and met the people there, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to New York. Yeah. Were you, were you going at the hardcore shows in New York? Is it? Would you? Was were you close enough to there that that? No. Would be, what, yeah. what I was going to was like uh, the Anthrax. The Anthrax, yeah, yeah. Which was basically almost in New York. But right. yeah, that once I went to that show in Studio New York, I met more people, and then right. more of my friends were more. Act, they're like, "Hey, we're we're gonna go check out the Anthrax." Right. And I thought they meant the band Anthrax. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, let's go. Yeah, and we went right. to this club, yeah. which is real far away. But, you know, we, we saw bands there. Like, right. I saw Seven Seconds. I was psyched to see Seven Seconds yeah, there. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was like when they were like morphing into like U2 Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like seeing, it was like, I was going thinking I'm going to see Walk Together, Rock Together. Right. And I'm ready to get going, yeah. to, you know, to yeah. 99, their cover 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. And they're doing these U2-ish yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Feeling gypped, yeah, but yeah. it was great. I was yeah, at the yeah. Anthrax. I'm seeing Kevin Seconds. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the band was great. I'm studying yeah. the guitar moves, the bass yeah. moves. Um, so yeah, that was my bigger. But I wasn't going to New York. I wasn't going to Boston. Yeah. I was aware of shows there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, it may as well have been LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was getting music from Boston. Like I remember acquiring the Straw Dogs tape. Mm -hmm. Okay. They, they only had like six songs. It was the yeah. EP. Yeah. Before, almost looked uh, like the uh, Judas Priest one, the Green. Yeah. It, it, yeah, and it was, uh, I forget what it was called, but it, it, it um, had to cover Tie Your Mother Down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm so. getting this. Yeah. This is rules. And I loved it. So I oh, played yeah. that constantly. We'd yeah. skate to that. Nice. That was perfect to skate to. Yeah. So I was aware of shows in Boston. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was aware of like stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but I didn't never went far away because right. it's like I never had a vehicle capable of be yeah. surviving the trip. Right, right. You yeah. know, and it's like just getting back and forth from the anthrax, which is yeah. kind of far from where I was living, yeah. was an adventure in itself. Yeah. So that was our brush okay. with it. So then when I finally did move to New York, yes, I started going to shows yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but when I was just in Connecticut, but that was, you know, again, going to, to New York shows. And having been just going to Connecticut shows, it didn't prepare you oh, yeah, for what you yeah, were yeah, what you were getting into. You know, yeah. you know, seeing suburbia eighty three times right. doesn't prepare you for your first CB's matinee. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so and um, my first day of moving into college, I met Joe Keith, who was going to become the bass player of Yuppie Side. Right, right. And um, and in another one of those moments where your life goes. Arr! Yeah, takes yeah. a huge turn. Yeah. I'm moving all my crap in. By this time, I have a shaved head. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm rolling up my jeans. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing what I think are suspenders, but right. they're like these ridiculous, you know, grandpa belts. suspenders. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Seatbelt yeah. suspenders, not braces. Right, right. I'm wearing logger boots, but yeah. I have them laced up like a skinhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I'm wearing all this shit. I'm wearing like a Fred Perry, but yeah. acid wash jeans. Right. And I see, you know, I'm moving into school, and I see this dude. You know, show up on a skateboard, yeah. and he's got a shut skateboard deck. Mm -hmm. He's got a bleach flat top, yeah. a sleeveless agnostic front shirt, fourteen hole Doc Martens, and he's doing kickflips. Yeah, and I was like, that dude. And my parents looked, and they're like, that dude is gonna ruin our son's life. <laughs> and you know, and you know, basically, I was like, there's my new best friend forever. Yeah, and um, he took me under. That's Joe, and he took me under his wing from yeah. that day forward. Uh -huh. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, you're coming to the school and, you know, oh, we'll take you to CB's matinees. I'll introduce you to all the people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, by the way, you know, do you play any instruments? And I'm like, yeah, I brought my guitar. And he's like, oh, I play a little bit of bass. Yeah. You know, and from that point forward, yeah. like everything fell into place. Yeah, yeah.
Nice. It, it, it was, you know, he's like, I'll take you to get your first pair of Doc Martens <laughs> and, and all that. He became like, I never had an older brother. Yeah. He became like the best that older guy. brother yeah. that you could ever imagine. Nice. And, um, like I owe so much to Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a turning point right yeah. there. Like the, f- the very first day of moving into school yeah. and art school in Brooklyn, New York, yeah. you meet this dude who's going to change your life. Yeah. So that was rad. Nice. Super, super rad. And he, and he remained the bass player in the, the band the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he and I, he and I, if you want to get back, you know, down to, to, to brass tacks, yeah. he and I are the constant members. Yeah. Jesse, like that Yuppie site kind of started as a college goof around band right. with some different members. We were playing hardcore covers right. at Keggers. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, and, and, and like at college, like we played in like the student union, but right. we were playing like what was popular at the time right. in hardcore. Yeah. Like we were playing underdog, nice. playing uniform choice. We were playing um, miss, a couple of misfit songs, yeah, yeah. you know, just hardcore covers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, a couple of lineup changes happen. And, um, I was uh, always I was writing kind of in the background, but yeah. I'm like, oh, this stuff's not good enough to show to these guys. Right, right. We had another guy in the band who kind of wanted to run the band. A really good guitar player. He could yeah. sing. Right. A uh, little bit older, and um, some ultimatum happened where he's like, if something doesn't go his way, he was gonna leave the band. Right. And we guys, we were just finally so tired of his shit. We're like, all right, go. Right. And then he left, and the remaining members was like, uh, it was like the drummer at the time and the bass player, we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm like, guys, I have songs. Yeah. And then we got Jesse in to be our singer. Okay. And from that point forward, that's like when the band really began. Yeah. When that, that fella, uh, stepped out, mm-hmm. Jesse stepped in. Yeah. I think it was two months. Then we recorded our first demo. Yeah. Like for like a year, maybe year, year and a half, the band just played covers and yeah. just goofed around. It was a right. joke band. Right, right. You know, we covered obviously we covered a bunch of Murphy's Law songs. Yeah, yeah. We were like the Murphy's Law of college. You know, we were like <laughs> right, a college right. band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but from that point forward, we we were like, I'm like, guys, I have songs. Yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I've been writing all these songs, but nobody really wanted to hear them until now. We're like, right. well, that guy never wanted to hear your stuff. Yeah. But then when we wanted to, we we're like, all right, well, let's get serious about this. Yeah. And we were like, let's, you know, let's record a demo. Yeah. Um, and that's when, like, that's the when the like it was '88. Some yeah. point in '88, yeah. the band f- it fell into place. Jesse yeah. Jones uh, f- became the singer. Yeah. Joe remained the bass player all the way through. I, I was the guitar player for yeah. better or worse. And that was the the seed of the band. And yeah. from that point forward is, is when we went forward. Nice. And, and then um, we recorded a little cornball demo on yeah. like somebody had a tape deck that had two microphones like like yeah. this set up here, yeah, yeah. and we recorded a cheesy demo just yeah. to give out to friends. But yeah, it was yeah. original music. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good enough that like people in other bands were like I'll put you on a show yeah nice and then but they were like listen you're gonna have to record a real ass demo right this'll do for us to get you on shows but um and then we recorded our first demo at a place that's no longer there it's called Coyote Studios in Williamsburg okay um and Coyote was a really cool, it was a rehearsal place, yeah. and it was a re- recording studio. But they recorded like a lot of bands that were garage punk bands. Like okay. they didn't deal with hardcore. Right. You know, they dealt with like bands that were like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of a band called the Devil Dogs. Yeah, I've heard of them. They, yeah, yeah. And, and Devil Dogs were like, kind of like if you mixed the Dead Boys with like the Dictators. Okay. Like that era that kind of, of New York. Yeah, yeah. Like more garagey, right. rock and roll based punk. Mm-hmm. And they were all, you know, really good. At, that was their they love that kind of punk. Yeah. And we come along 
and um, we were like, yeah, we want to record. And, yeah. and they're like, what kind of band are you guys? We're like, we're a hardcore band. And they're like, what, what's right. that? Because these guys were like greasers. Yeah, yeah. You know, like kind of greasers. Or like right. they were in, in, into like New York Dolls. Right, right. We're like, what's a hardcore band even right. mean? Yeah. We're like, you know, Cro-Mags. We're speaking, right. everybody knows a Cro-Mags. Even my yeah. mom knew the Cro-Mags, to tell you right. the truth. And they're like, drew a blank. We're like, right. you know, AF, drawn a blank. <laughs> You're like, uh, side by side, drawn a blank. <laughs> Nausea, nothing. And we're like, um, and I was like, oh, Motorhead. They're like, oh, right. why didn't you say? And they're right. like, we're like, Ramones. They're like, right. we're like, all right, we sound like if you mix Ramones with Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. So then they're like, okay, now we have an idea right. of like how to even deal with you. Yeah, things. yeah. And we recorded our first demo. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. But right. it was just us not knowing what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, the people us. at the studio, awesome people, they had no idea what to do with us. Right, right. They, they didn't know what we were looking for. Yeah. We didn't know what we were looking for. Yeah. But it was good enough. It was that cassette tape with the dog on the front. Yeah, yeah. And the cassette cover looks way better than what you're going right. to hear. <laughs> right. But we managed to sell those and give them out and start getting gigs, yeah, yeah. On, you know, on our own. And that's yeah. like, and if you remember like like how hardcore it was like you had a demo tape out okay you were yeah. somebody right and right. then from there it was mandatory you're doing a seven inch right oh, after yeah. that at some yeah. point yeah you know once you had a seven inch right you there were you ready go. for radio city music hall yeah, man yeah, yeah. you know uh and 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 that's basically we had the demo tape out and we were yeah. able to start playing yeah. places like cbs yeah and we were able to start playing uh, all the shows, like wherever was having gigs, we were able to start yeah. playing on that demo. And that, that's a terrible demo. Right. And um, like we really struggled with whether we were going to put it on our anthology, but I'm like, yeah. guys, we have to. Yeah, yeah, it's we part of We have your, to put yeah, it on. Yeah, it's part of your history. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the curse of hardcore and punk is the demo is better. Right, yeah. And yeah. this is not a case of that. <laughs> but I'm like, we have to have it on there yeah, yeah. just so it, yeah, it needs to be there. Yeah. You know, so th from there, it's it, it, it's we were able to start playing yeah. shows that we needed oh, to, 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 to play. Do you do you remember the first time you guys got put on like a good show with like you know the bigger bands where you? I, I I don't. I remember we were starting to play. You know, the big thing was playing CBs. Yeah, that was your your goal. Yeah. we were playing everywhere but CBs, just because yeah. of scheduling yeah, and just because yeah. we had to get the tape to the right, right person right. and they had to they they had to find a slot for us. We were playing like I think our first show in Manhattan yeah. as a band not playing covers. Right, I don't remember it. I remember the flyer, but we were on with like eleven other bands. Yeah, yeah, and, and we did it. I don't remember it. I remember it's probably a club that's no longer there. Right. But I remember our first CBs matinee. Yeah. We were terrified. Yeah. <laughs> because I had been going to CBs. Oh, of course, yeah. So now to be like, oh, now I'm going to be on the same stage where, like, bands I worship. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to be on the same stage as Token Entry. Right. I'm going to be on the same stage as Murphy's Law. Yeah. So that was a huge deal yeah. to do that. Yeah. And and I remember doing that, yeah. and that was huge. And yeah. we ended up playing CBs, you know, a, a bunch over the time. But I remember that first CB show. Yeah, um, it was kind of a blur. Yeah. Um, and I think we used to practice a lot. So thank yeah. God, I think we were decent. Yeah. And I think we sold demos. Right. And we had shirts. Um, we were doing all our own artwork too, and we were trying to do distinctive artwork. I think that's one of the things that the band did early on, that, um. 
because Jesse and Joe are older than me. Yeah. And, and the thing is that Jesse's very first hardcore show was the Effigies at CB's in like oh, wow. 81. Jeez, yeah. So he saw Effigies. <laughs> he saw Minor Threat. Yeah. He saw Negative Approach. Wow. And he actually ended up getting out of hardcore and coming back into hardcore for this band. Yeah. So he kind of brought a different aesthetic to it. Yeah. And everybody in the band, it's like the clash. We met at art school. Uh, right. We all yeah, met yeah. at art school, so everybody was in the graphic arts. So we were yeah. bringing that into the game, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And um, so we knew we wanted to like do stuff a little bit differently. Yeah. We wanted to kind of stand out. Yeah. Even though at that time, the music was pretty fucking generic. Yeah, yeah. But at least artwork, it stood out. We were yeah, made, yeah. we had access to an art school, so we screened our own shirts. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we used multi, we stole ink and made yeah. multicolored shirts. And, yeah. you know, we tried to do different stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when we finally played CBs, we, um, you know, we had shirts for sale and we yeah. had a bunch of our friends with us wearing our stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so our first four-way, though, as a band, like our big band thing that we were going to do, we made these shirts that had um, a silkscreen of a screwdriver yeah. with the no, like right. the Ghostbusters right. no through it. Yeah, yeah. Because at that time, like white power music was starting to infiltrate hardcore more. Yeah, yeah. And like, like it was funny, like you'd go to a show and you'd, there'd be a black dude yeah. with a screwdriver shirt on right. and, and right. Doc yeah. Martens. Yeah, and yeah. I was like confused by that. Right, right. So we wore, we, there was a big show. Yeah. Oh, it was a Halloween show. It was like Murphy's Law and the Dickies yeah. at the Ritz or something. And we wore these anti screwdriver shirts there yeah. and we got a lot of like hard looks yeah. but we're like alright we're going as a band and we're yeah. gonna like present you know this united front yeah. they didn't say yuppie side or anything on right. it but we had these shirts yeah. cause we were like we wanted to say you know no, like, no racism and yeah. stuff and um, so from that we learned alright we're gonna make our own shirts we're gonna yeah. silk screen our own shit yeah. so we were lucky and now you had a bunch of art nerds in the band for yeah. better or worse right right you know so um but yeah, that was at the CBS, and then we ended up playing more shows here and there, and um, people started to book us in other places too. Yeah. Basically, we would play anywhere and everywhere. You call us up, we play. Yeah, yeah. We were playing squats. Yeah. You know, we play benefit shows. Yeah. We'd play everywhere that had shows. Yeah. Um, we we would play within like we play in Brooklyn. We play in Manhattan. Yeah. Any anywhere. We we were playing as many shows as we can. Yeah. Illegal warehouse shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever it, it took, we were just playing all these shows because nice. we didn't care. Right. You know, we didn't we didn't want. Or it's not like okay, we're only gonna play with Revelation bands. Right, right. I'm like, we're into punk. We're in a heart. We're gonna play wherever. We'll play yeah, with yeah. Scott. We did. We play with ska bands. Yeah, yeah. If it's underground, we're gonna play with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're gonna do. We play with like hip hop groups. Yeah, yeah. Early hip hop. Yeah. It was cool. We were playing with everybody and anybody, and so you know that that was our trip. Yeah, yeah. We we're gonna do that. I feel like that era too of because this would have been. This late was like 80s, 88, 89. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those that kind of thing seemed to start to be okay with. Yeah, because Fishbone was huge. If you yeah, remember, yeah, they yeah. were yeah. Yeah, and just bands not having to be like just a traditional hardcore band, like just everything sounds like negative approach or right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like also that, so. too there was like a lot of metal was coming in, and yeah. I don't I don't know if this happened out your way, but in New York there was pushback too. Yeah, like a lot of metal came in. 
and like a lot of long haired dudes were coming to shows and at yeah. first people were cool with it because yeah. like you'd always have like Dan Loker would be at every show yeah. nicest guy ever in the universe in the yeah. history of nice people is Dan yeah. Loker yeah. Um, he'd be at every show yeah. he loved hardcore more than most hardcore kids but he had long ass hair and he right. liked like Sodom yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know whoever else and Voivod yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there was pushback at New York um, they were like you know and Anthrax crossed the line when they had that they tried to incorporate the yeah. NYHC yeah, thing yeah yeah that was not a good move on their part right. because there was a CB's matinee I was right. at and somebody got up on stage. I forget who it was. And they're like, fuck anthrax right. for trying to incorporate that yeah, yeah. long hairs. Your days at these shows are numbered. Right. Get out. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, a line's been drawn. Right. You know? So, yeah. So, but I think that kind of also signaled the time in New York when shows started to get, and we, we reflected that in our music, like yeah. shows started to get like, bad yeah yeah like new york was always known for 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 like have rough shows, right, right. but yeah. it wasn't kids turning on each other right right it was, it was like hey we dance hard we pick each other up yeah. and then we go out for a slice of pizza right, or whatever right. and it was cool like kids were known to have like hard dance slamming yeah, styles of course, yeah. but it wasn't like i'm gonna smash kids in right. the head yeah. that i don't know right right and it started to get like that yeah and i think People thought, oh, that's New York hardcore. Right. So people would see that and think, I got to do that. Right. And, I, you know, I know Boston bands started to pick up like that, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the Boston and New York rivalry was, yeah. like, in the background. Yeah. And it was there, uh, you know, kind of there, too. And it's like... Hardcore kind of took on this thing where we're like, you know, we as a band, we were, it's not like we we're going to play music. Right. We're going to be like, um, you know, Fugazi be like, all right, if you guys slam, sit down. I mean, <laughs> right. I wrote parts intending for people to stage dive and, and you know, yeah, and, yeah. and dance hard to. Yeah, yeah. So we were like throwing gas on the fire, but we're right. like, we can't let this be a thing where right. these kids are going to, and that's where you saw the scene kind of like, Split up oh, ABC, bit. no Rio kind of right. drifted away. And there was that kind of like that division. Yeah. Maybe it was like the scene got too big because yeah, everything yeah. started to spe- remember like everything started to specialize. Yeah. It's like, well, we're like oi bands. We're right. only gonna play with oi bands. Yeah, yeah. We're like political punk. We're right. only gonna play with political punk right. bands. We're like kind of like funk right. hardcore. We're yeah, only yeah. gonna play with that. Yeah, Gone yeah. were the days of seeing five really different yeah, bands. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and we didn't want to choose. You know, we didn't choose a side. Yeah. We're like we'll play ABC or Rio on one right. weekend with a bunch of like. Dirty political squatter bands that right. we love. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll play CBs the next weekend with um, Vision. Yeah, yeah. And Token Entry. Yeah. Cool. We love yeah. it all. It's yeah. all good music. We're yeah, not definitely. choosing a side. Yeah. All, all these people are great to us. Yeah, yeah. But somewhere lines were getting drawn. Right, right. You know, and we didn't care. Yeah. We, we were like, I'll play wherever, yeah. you know, wherever we need to. Yeah. And uh, somewhere in there, we ended up doing um, our seven inch. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we got a song on the Look at All the Kids Now oh, yeah, comp. Yeah. And um, that was this guy, Sam Evac. Mm-hmm. And he had the idea. He came from Detroit, and he's like, I love New York, yeah. but I like these bands that are not getting the big f- press. Right. Like, they're not getting, you know, they're not rev bands. Right, right. Yeah, I like these bands that are kind of flying below the radar, yeah. but they're still firmly hardcore punk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and his idea was to kind of give those bands a little bit of a, yeah. a, a catapult. So he put us on that comp, which was awesome. Yeah. So you know, SFA we, on it? No. I, uh, it had Moondog. It had Bad Trip. I believe SF, yeah, S- yeah, SFA, SFA probably yeah. is on there. Yeah. And from there, Sam was like, hey, I want to do a seven inch with you guys. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to work with Don Fury. Yeah. Um, 
And we knew Don Fury because he remixed the song that went on that that comp. Right, right. Um, because it was from our demo, and it was just atrocious. Right, and our right. singer, re- I think our singer redid the vocals with Don. Okay. And Don remixed it and made it to something we could use yeah, yeah. and not be horrible. Right, right. With like bands like Moondog, who yeah, was yeah. ex-Gorilla Biscuits, which right. was incredible. Yeah. So we didn't want to stand out from that. Yeah. So we did our 7-inch with um, Don yeah. and with this guy, uh, um, um, Sam. Okay. And that was us meeting Don for the yeah, first yeah. time and working with him. Yeah. And that was us being in the studio really for the first time. Yeah. Again, we were still virgins in the yeah. studio. Um, and I didn't know what to make. Like, I yeah. met Don and like I'd heard Don Fury and everybody right. recorded with Don Fury because, right. I mean, everybody had that revelation yeah, records, yeah. you know, whatever, and everybody knew what. And I met him and, you know, he looked like a greaser. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what, what, what does Fonzie know about this shit? You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. And that's, again, that's me being a dickhead. Right, right. Um, and, you know, we go to his studio and it's, you, you had to walk down these stairs yeah. and there's this big door covered with Xeroxes of all the records he's done. Yeah. And, um, seven inches and 12 inches. Yeah. And I'm looking at all these records and, um, Victim in Pain's on there. I'm like, we're good. Right. We're in good hands. That's <laughs> yeah. all I needed to see. Right, right. You know, because uh, Victim in Pain was a game changer oh, for yeah. us punk kids in Connecticut before yeah, I yeah. moved to New York. Okay. You know, getting Victim in Pain was a was a, was an absolute game changer. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so then I saw the Victim in Pain, and this is the first time I saw the Victim in Pain band cover. Oh, yeah. Because all we had in Connecticut was the black cover. Yeah. Which okay. made the record even more right. ominous, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, we're in good hands. Yeah. But we also kind of let Don call a lot of the shots. Right. Um, but it was really great working with him because yeah, yeah. I like, all right, we're on our way. And it was like, we're making a seven inch man. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, 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 you know, it was the first time we had somebody that was like producing us as opposed to just engineering us. Right, right. He'd be like, guys, do that again. Yeah. Um, maybe play all in time. Yeah. Maybe tune, <laughs> you know, just basic yeah, yeah. shit that right. you're like, oh, we are so amateur. Right, right. But like, and, 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 you know, that started a really great relationship with yeah. Don. Yeah, yeah. But there was still like, I like, I don't know how much I trust this guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I was dead set in my ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of my ways that my, like, um, like fundamentalism was like, I don't, I didn't use pedals. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use a pedal. Yeah. So then when it came time for me to do a couple solos, Don was like, I need you to use a, a pedal on some of your solos. I'm like, fuck that. I don't use solo. I don't <laughs> yeah. use pedals. Right. He's like, I have a rat pedal. I want you to use that. I'm like, that thing's a piece of shit. Right. I don't want to use it. He goes, Vinny Stigma used it on Victim in Pain. I'm like, let's plug in. <laughs> right. He, he like knew how to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's like, this funny. is this is, this is is the same setup that we use for United Blood. I'm like, if you'd said that from the start, right. Don, I would have trusted you yeah, implicitly. Yeah, yeah, Why did this come up now? <laughs> so, yeah. So, we did the 7-inch. Yeah. And it came out on EVAC Records. Yeah. And... um. Then another label ended up picking it, picking it up, and, and it came out, and we yeah. did the artwork for it, yeah. and um, it came out. So now we had something to sell. Yeah, yeah. So we're soaked. Yeah. We're selling it, and we can get more shows. Yeah. And then another label ended up, was like, hey, um, we, we're friends with Sam. We don't know if you guys are getting the proper... Exposure sounds too rockish, but yeah. we don't think you guys right. are getting out. We, we want to work with Sam to get your record out. We really yeah, like yeah. it. We're a new label starting up. Yeah. We love hardcore. We love punk. We love New York stuff. And we're called Wreck Age. Yeah. Do you want to work with us? And we were like, Sam, we trusted Sam at this right. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, he was getting tattooed by a friend of ours that we got tattooed by. Okay. So we're like, Sam's, you know, we're like, Sam, when he, and he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it, it's, it's cool. And um, so that was Wreckage Records. So Wreckage re-released the 7-inch yeah. um, 
on theirs. We didn't remaster it or anything. Right. We just added. I think we didn't change the R. We just added like a Wreckage thing. Right. But the beauty was is that Wreckage was tied in. To, with Europe, yeah, yeah so yeah. they're like, we're getting this thing out overseas. Like yeah. their distro in Europe nice. was like, yeah, yeah, was perfecto. Yeah, yeah. Because your Europe distribution was different than America. Right. Like somebody, the next town over from us would have never heard of Yuppieside. Yeah. But the thing was all over Europe. Right. <laughs> That's funny. So um, that began our relationship with 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 those guys. Yeah. And um, it continued with Don with, with with that into our first LP. Yeah. Um, and. Um, the LP with Don was amazing because at this time we've been playing a lot. Yep, like I said, we took every show we could get. Oh, yeah. We rehearsed a lot. We wrote a bunch. Yeah. So when it came time to do our first LP, yeah. um, Wreckage was like, all right, we want you guys to put out an LP. We're like, we put out a seven inch. We put out a demo. Yeah. Well, now we're going to do an LP? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, this, was, this was it. This was the deal. Yeah. So we did everything we needed to do in 14 hours. Wow. We recorded basic tracks, overdubs, and mixed it. Yeah. Or basic mixes yeah, yeah. in 14 hours. Like, we just went in there because we were paying for it. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, we went in there having practiced the hell out of oh, the bet, songs. Yeah. And yeah. some of the songs, to be fair, like your first album, those songs aren't new. Right, You've right. You've been playing them forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm Kill em All. I'm sure yeah, those yeah. songs, they've been playing them, oh, yeah. you know, for ages. So yeah, we yeah. went in there, we played them all, and we banged them out, and yeah. we... We didn't get fancy with it, right? Right. And Don didn't get us, you know, get yeah. us too fancy. Right. But it, he, it was more of us learning to work with him and yeah. vice versa. He knew, already knew what equipment we used and right. how we kind of played. Yeah. And so then we put out our first LP. Yeah. And um, we did all, again. We did all our own artwork. Yeah. And um, that was incredible. Like to have a record out. Oh yeah. Like um, it's it was just yeah. it was just amazing. Yeah. And um, from there it was like, all right, you guys got a tour. Yeah. And we're like, tour, um, um, what are you talking about? And they're right. like, well, we mean Europe. Right. And now we've been playing like up and down the East Coast, or right. basically the Northeast. It's not yeah, like we yeah. went to Florida. Right, But right. like within a range of like, you know, New York City, we played, you know, a little bit here and there. Yeah. And um, they're like, it's time to tour. You yeah. guys need to get out and promote this stuff. Yeah. We're like, Europe. <laughs> I'm thinking like only rock bands oh, right, go to right. Europe, yeah, you know. Yeah, There's right. no way we're going to Europe. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, um, we're like, well, shouldn't we do America? And they're like, well, you could. Right. So as a band, we talked amongst ourselves. Yeah. We're like, we've only all of us were working like three or four jobs because yeah. it's expensive as fuck to live in New York. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we've only got this fixed amount of time to be away. Yeah. How can we use this time to our best advantage? Right. How can we miss work? Probably lose a job or two, right. probably yeah. lose our relationships with whatever gals we were dating at the right. time or whatever was going on, but still not have something to show for yeah, concrete. Yeah. Right. And our drummer, we actually, at the time, we shared the drummer with SFA, okay. guy John. Mm -hmm. And John went to Europe. He came back. And he's like, we got to go to Europe. Yeah. He's like, it, it was, we survived. Yeah. You know, he's telling us all these stories. Some of our horror stories, right. and some are good. But we, we had heard horror stories about going to Europe, too, from other yeah. friends' bands. Yeah. So we ended up, we were like, long story short, we go to Europe. Yeah. And um, it was not easy. Yeah. It was fun. Right. But it was like, it was almost three months. Yeah. It was 60 something dates. Oh, wow. With maybe three days off. Yeah. We ended up taking another day off because one of the drives was some ob obscene drive from somewhere to Vienna. Right. And we're like, we're not doing that. Yeah. And our, and our, and our drummer had played a lot of these shows. So he's like, yeah. Oh, if we miss that show, it doesn't matter because that's, we played that club and it sucked. Right. So, um, 
we, we did the European tour and it was three months and it was a slog, but it was great because yeah. we went in on the ground floor. We played mostly squats, yeah, mostly youth centers. Oh, wow. It was very... It was punk rock. Yeah, you yeah. know, it wasn't... We like dumb. We were so virgin. We brought our own heads. Yeah, this is yeah. the stupidest thing. Right. You're gonna fly the heaviest piece of equipment you have overseas, <laughs> and our drummer brought all his goddamn drums. Yeah, really? So That's we, crazy. long story, we we went to Europe with ten dollars in our pockets because we had to pay all this overages yeah, to yeah. ship all our junk, which right. we shouldn't have bought yeah, with yeah. us. That's what virgins we were. Right. So we're doing the tour, and we're playing squats, and we're playing um, youth centers, right. and we're playing all this stuff. And um, people, some of some people knew this is, and our LP wasn't even out. Right. So luckily, people knew us from the demo, and they knew us from the seven inch, and yeah, there was yeah. also a couple compilations out that had us on it. Yeah. So people knew us. Yeah. But it was like getting used to how people European punk rock and American punk rock at that time. Yeah. You know, the, I, the, the running joke was like, yeah, you know, Europe's like five to ten years behind right. us. You know, so and it kind of at that time, they kind of like they were just getting in the sick of it all. Yeah. yeah. But mostly they were in the MDC. Yeah. yeah. So they were expecting us to be uh, a very political band, yeah. you know, given our band name and right, given right. our lyrics. Yeah. And they had nothing else to go on because yeah. there weren't a lot of interviews with us that they were getting. Yeah. Axe and Rock and Roll hated us. So it's not yeah. like they're going to get MMR and get this in-depth interview with us. Yeah. And so they formed their own opinions of who we were. Yeah. And everybody liked Born Against a lot. Yeah, yeah. And because Born Against played uh, ABC No Rio. Right. And we played ABC No Rio. Yeah. I think people made the connection. They're like, oh, Yuppie Side is one of those ABC No Rio bands. Right, right. Meaning they're going to be very... Um, you know, they're going to basically be MDC Junior, right, which right. is great because we had ideas in that way. Yeah, but yeah. we also love to fuck around and read comic books right. and goof yeah. and, and, and just have fun and play loud music, yeah. you know. So there was a bit of culture yeah. shock for yeah, them yeah. and for us dealing right. with Europe at that time. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we did that. We, we that learned a lot about music. Too, yeah. And the people we played for and with and then to, we played with a very lot of political folks yeah, yeah. Um, who took shit seriously. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they meant it. Like, yeah. you, had, you had to believe this shit. Like, you couldn't say smash the state as a joke. Right. They were like, if you said smash the state, they were putting on their boots and right. lighting a torch. <laughs> right. They're like, let's go. Right. Yeah, yeah. We've smashed the state before. We're doing it again. They're like, dude, it's a joke. It's a right. joke. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Right. So, you know, they expected us to be that. Right, so right. it was kind of a... Yeah. There was some culture shock. Yeah. When uh, you, you said Maximum Rock and Roll didn't like you guys? No, they didn't about? like us. Just... Um, we, you know, they gave us a real shitty review. They yeah. said, um, band's not bad, but fake English accent gets on our nerves. <laughs> and we're like, dicks, the guy's from London. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, something like along the lines of uh, yet another New York band trying to have a British accent. Right. You know. And, 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 and they had an issue with AF. Oh, uh, right. And you, you, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't no, want to reignite yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, there was also schism in the scene. You know, schism in the Schis scene, yeah. man. In the New York scene, where it was kind of like stupid split, it's like, in effect, 
was like you you either chose in effect records right. or you chose to be on the born against side right of right and I'm like fuck it I love sick of it all I right. stood in line yeah yeah waiting for their first seven inch yeah but I love nausea yeah yeah I love nausea and I love Apple yeah I love them both right. I, I'm not choosing side yeah exactly whereas you know some people you know, yeah. especially in Europe yeah some of certain people not everybody yeah yeah some people needed you to take a side yeah and um. We, you know, we weren't going to take a side. I'm yeah. like, I love those dudes. Yeah. I love AF. Yeah. I love everybody in AF. They're super cool people. Yeah. I love everybody in Nausea. Yeah. I love everybody. You know, I love the political right. bands as right. well. We're not taking sides. Yeah. And that's sort of what I was saying before we started was, I think your band always sort of in the New York scene uh, reminded me in Boston of the freeze. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you guys oh, kind of, cool. you yeah. guys kind of did your own thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of, fall, you know, musically, yeah. aesthetically, and just, I, yeah. it's very similar, For, I think. To, to our better or worse, like, we never fell in with, like, a crew or a club. We right. got along with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because you didn't get along, right? It was yeah, and, and, you, and I love those dudes. I'd go see Murphy's Law. Yeah. I love those dudes. Yeah. I'd go to a, a squat show yeah. and see five, you know, like, you know, crusty bands. Yeah, yeah. I loved it all. Yeah. And, and everybody in our band... I think our main thing was is that we took a look at like what the scene was taking itself so seriously. Yeah, yeah. And we said we're not doing that, man. Yeah. Because at the core, our favorite bands were were, were the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah. Really, at the at the end of the day, like yeah. it, it, for you to say you guys are like an incarnation of the Freeze, right? That's the biggest compliment because yes, we're like we're in this for us. Yeah. We write songs. And I still, we still do it. Yeah. We're like, if we like the song, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. If exactly. somebody else happens yeah. to like That's it, a plus. score. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're not doing it to make yeah. anybody happy. Yeah, of course. Except us. We love yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if the whole scene is playing chugga, 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 chugga. Right. And I like, you know, at that week, I was listening to Cockney Rejects and I write like a bouncy 77 right. street punk song. That's, that's what I'm doing. What, yeah, exactly. I don't care. Yeah. I made, I made yeah. us happy. And I think that's why you guys stick out. I think. It, oh, I, I, I appreciate it. And, yeah. you know, I've heard that that's why we never went anywhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you guys, you guys never found your sound. You, right. You, you never, you know, nobody ever took you under their wing and took you on tour. Yeah, it's a detriment you. sometimes with bands, I think. And it's too bad because it's, I think it's an admirable thing to just, uh, this is I, what we do. Hearing you know? that and, now, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, um, we, we never really had a gauge. Yeah. We're like, we were just like, we do the band. Yeah. And you have that thing when you're young enough that the band is your life. Yeah. And everything else is secondary. Yeah. So we're just like, we're doing the band and yeah, we're yeah. doing tours. Yeah. And, you know, we were meeting all these people that were, but the, the thing was, is that we started doing interviews yeah. and people would interview us and they would ask us to take sides. Right, right. With yeah. whatever. And we're yeah, like, yeah. the first few times people did it, we, 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 we didn't get pissed. We were like, we looked at each other and we're like, I see where you're doing and we're not taking <laughs> right. a side. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not going to, I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get us to talk shit about right. of course. this band or right. this person. Right. And you're trying to get us to say, we're not doing it. Right. So forget it. Yeah. And then we started to get pissed about it. Yeah, yeah. We would say at the beginning of the interview, we're like, if you're going to get us to try to talk shit about right. X, Y, or Z, yeah. the interview's over. Yeah. Yeah. You People know? want to, you know, oh, you guys... How come you guys aren't on Revelation Records? You're not like them? You know, that kind of shit. Or they would people that would be like, you know, um, we love Born Against, and we think Gorilla Biscuits are terrible. I'd right. be like, I love both bands. Right. 
the dudes in both bands are right. amazing people. They would give you this shirt off their right. back. They'd give you the vans off their feet. <laughs> I'm not taking a side. Right. The big one was is that like you know the the lefty folks right had to stick up their butt for AF. Right. Right. And I was like. If you knew AF, right. Roger's a squatter. Right. Yeah. He he's more hardcore than you. He's Cuban. He's, yeah. They're not racist. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. Vinny is the nicest dude in the world. Yeah. He'll take you in, he'll give you pasta, he'll give you his Doc Martens, yeah. and he'll be your best friend. Yeah. Everybody in those band are the most g- yeah. genuine dudes. So it got it got our goat when yeah, people yeah. wanted us to take yeah. sides. Yeah, of course. Um so we, we, we watched out for that kind of pitfall. Yeah, yeah. But we never fell in because we no. always wrote songs that um, we have like musical kind of um, uh, multiple personality disorder. Yeah, yeah. Like I love Blitz. Yeah. But I love Nuclear Assault. Yeah. And I love Conflict. Right. And I love the specials. Yeah. I'm going to put all that shit oh, into, can, either can, into one song or I'm going to put it all on one record. You can hear it all in there, too, I think. And, and, and we just did that because, we again, we were out to please us. Yeah. And it's funny, when we first heard Op Ivy, yeah. we had never heard Op Ivy. And we yeah. were writing songs that had punk and ska and, yeah. and reggae in it. And we're like, somebody else gets it. Yeah, yeah. They know. Yeah. They like the circle jerks, plus they like madness. Right. And yeah. we did. Yeah. You know, Jesse's yeah. a huge ska guy. Okay. Huge two-tone guy, huge yeah. reggae guy. Yeah. You know, just a fanatic. Yeah. you know for rude boy stuff yeah, so yeah. it was genuine it wasn't yeah. like somebody played us you know and we were friends with the toasters oh yeah and we I were friends and, and like we liked urban blight oh, so yeah. we loved this it was all under it was yeah. all underground music yeah i don't care what you were doing it was underground yeah. music that, that worked hand in hand and i think it was the skinhead thing that, that it, it uh, definitely was yeah. and it was also the idea of like hey guys we're underground music we yeah. stick together right and like i loved seeing a show where it was like a noise band a dub reggae band, yeah. a performance artist, yeah, and then it was a punk band. Yeah, yeah. And we did we did shows that were like that, that yeah. were like off the beaten path. Yeah. And um, you know, some people gave a shit for it. Yeah. They're like, how can you play CDs <laughs> and you play this illegal artsy fartsy um, right. warehouse show? Right. I'm like, because that band with the guy that was playing metal mallets right. on, on burning barrels, awesome. that's the most punk thing I've ever right. seen. Yeah, and you yeah. guys just want to play music. They were so, fun. Yeah. We had a blast. So yeah. they, we never lost sight of that. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever, ever nice. lost sight of that. And whether it hurt us or, har- or, or yeah. was good. Yeah, we, Because the people we looked up to taught us that. Yeah, yeah, Like we, the, Nobody came to us and said that. We were like, right. it was just drilled into our head yeah. for better or worse. Yeah, like Black Flag was when I remember reading later on like how oh, Greg Ginn's a deadhead and yeah you know, so yeah like oh these guys are they're not punk guys I mean they are but, yeah but they're open to all this other stuff you know maybe the influence of some of that stuff ruined no, but you know what though I, I'm but, glad I'm super stoked stoked you said that because 17 year old me was pissed at long hair right. 13 minutes solo again <laughs> right but once I got older oh, I yeah. realized that it's more punk to piss off people in oh, your yeah. scene yeah, yeah. and go against that yeah. than it is to piss off like jocks. Right, right. Like pissing off yeah. jocks is fucking easy. Yeah, and they're but not going to gonna hear it. Yeah, not they don't hear, care. Yeah, they're not going to hear the Skin's Brains Guts EP. No, and hear no, I no not even close. Ever. But so. if you're in the hardcore scene and you're like making people in that scene think, yeah, yeah. then I, like the people we looked up to were those kind of people. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think... Like, uh, like I, I go back to Jesse, the singer, he was always looking for stuff outside of hardcore yeah. just because he was curious. Yeah, yeah. He, he loved, like, um, 
he he loved a lot of the stuff, the later alternative tentacle stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, he loved Big Black. Yeah. He loved Albini stuff. Yeah. Loved Rape Man. Yeah. Um, and so that influences were there too. Yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 was one of the first, he turned me on to like laughing hyenas. Oh yeah. And he's like he's like we don't have to be. First chorus, first chorus, first right. chorus, you know, mosh part. Right. He's like, there's all these other bands. And at first I was like, I'm not listening to that yeah. shit. Those <laughs> dudes sold out. Yeah, yeah. You know, how, how the hell could you you, you, you you play Tie Down and then you go do this hippie yeah, shit? Right. And then I listened to it and I'm like, this is heavier. Yeah, This is heavy. Yeah. And it, But it took me having to do that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. about to get sold right, that. Right. So I give all the credit to like Gannon and those yeah, yeah. people who branched out yeah. and, and like yeah, had the courage to and, do that. Because yeah. I remember being so pissed like going to a show and having an old timer it was like you know like whatever it was like 86 or something have some old timer be like oh this shit's done it was done in 83 yeah, and yeah. I'm like fuck you grandpa right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. two years older than me but yeah. he's a grandpa right right and then I look back later and I'm like well that he was sort of right right, right. and then people had to do Next something phase. different yeah yeah, yeah. and um, you know we tried to do what we always did but kind of get better at it yeah yeah but not stay, right. not stay stale. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's you know, a I I think that's a needed thing, and and I think younger when you're younger you don't you don't realize that like no. just want your band no. to, and that's I think that's a bad thing when when people are like that when their bands change. Yeah, like Metallica. Yeah, people are like, oh, these guys suck. Right. Because they yeah, yeah. wanted to progress to whatever they. Whatever. And I was always cognizant of that because I walked both fence. I was the dickhead that would be like, government issue, how right. dare you have an organ in a song? Right. Legless yeah. bull. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what happened to that? And yeah, then yeah. I listened to the album You. Oh, it changed awesome. how I played guitar yeah. to the point where I tried to write a song. Yeah. I was like, I want to write my idea of how that was going to be. Yeah. You know, but it took me being less of a hammerhead. Yeah. They're sort of like an unheralded, when you think about it, like. They're such a well-respected band, but I think when people talk about hardcore and yes. punk, they don't get mentioned as much as I think they should because their whole output is most of it is is amazing, even up to those yeah. little things and just. But I think know, it's good just, that they fly below the radar. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're a hammerhead or if you're like a lunkhead, yeah, which I was, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. And like I, I, I had that thing where I was like had to like I was a lunkhead in '86 and '87 yeah. when Revolution Summer was going on. Yeah. And I wrote off a lot of those bands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, embrace whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great yeah. matter. What a bunch of yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your band's a your band name's a number. What a dick. Yeah. You don't even mock. Yeah. You know, what an ass I was. Yeah, now yeah. I'm older and I listen back and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, three is an incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting up some. I'm like, weird. 18 year old me deserves to be hit in the head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but later on, I learned to not be yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, but I also learned to not be the band that was a hardcore band that discovered jazz and was like, fuck hardcore. Right, right. We're jazz now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do you bridge? Right, How do right. you gently and gracefully encompass yeah. your evolution? Right, right. You know, um, it's not like all of a sudden you're like, 
I had seen bands too that were like, we're not playing that song. We only do this now. Right, right. And they got xylophones. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, what happened to your song about burn down the White House? Right, right. We don't do that now. Yeah. Now we're this. And you're yeah. like, okay. Right. I want, did not want to be that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to be 18-year-old dickhead. Me. Right. Yeah, I couldn't be. You yeah, know, yeah. so it was that 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 thing. But yeah. we, yeah, it, was, it was such a flattering thing to say that. And, and it's, the other thing is sometimes people will, I'll hear from people that I didn't even know like my band and they're like dude it's such a shame nobody got you guys at the time and I'm like oh thank you because I didn't think we were trying to do anything consciously we just did what we wanted to do but we had an ethic where we're like we're always going to make fun of ourselves and other shit there's definitely an underlying uh good sense of humor in your in your music that it's there too and I think that's what drew me to hardcore like when I met hardcore kids yeah like they weren't lunkheads. Yeah. They were smart. They were creative. Yeah. They were funny. They were well. I mean, obviously, there were lunkheads. Right, right. But like the kids that I drew me to kept coming, like people like you, mm-hmm. funny, laugh at yourself, yeah, yeah. laugh at other people, good natured, mm-hmm. like just like really like these are people that I, like inspire you to want to be a better person. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, you're not mainstream. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so, like, we always kept in our mind, we're always going to have fun. The day this yeah. isn't fun, yeah, we're not be. doing it. The day yeah. we can't do stuff that we don't like. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the, the, we always did our own art. Like, nobody could tell us what to do. Right, right. For better or worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, we never took in, like, we would take guidance from people we respected. Right. But if somebody came along and was like, and actually that kind of did happen at one point, um, uh, you and I were kind of talking about how, like, uh, never mind, you know, the Nirvana changed yeah. our underground music. Right, yeah, You yeah. know, um, like to uh, people like us who had been listening to like, like Nirvana didn't, bl- wasn't even a blip on it. Right. We're like, oh yeah, Nirvana, I heard those guys, yeah. whatever, they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. it's fine, I heard right. it, it's no big deal. But like if you had been growing up on Aerosmith and all of a sudden you heard this stuff, you'd be like, what is this? Yeah, some of my younger friends are, or one of my best friends, uh, Steve, is a, is a, it sort of changed his and he always talks about. Nirvana sort of changing his life. And I'm yeah. Like, ah, you know, and I become that old, stupid, jaded, you know, punk rock guy where I'm like, ha, really? Yeah. Nirvana? You're like, Nirvana. You know, but, yeah, but, yeah, Bleach was a, wasn't that good. Right, right. Yeah. But, 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 you know, as, an, as now someone who just can respect that kind of thing with, we, we, you could, was important to these certain people. Yeah. So. You, you, can, you can look back and see where it mattered in history and why. But yeah. like in 92, 93 at the time for me, I was like, this is crap. Yeah. This is, I'm like, right. I, I know nine bands that, that you, I know all the bands you copied, right, exactly. and I like them better than you. Right, right. Like I love Husker Du better than you. They right. do what you're trying to do right. better than you. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I also understand the effect that they had, where all of a sudden it took the music industry by storm. Yeah. And the ripple effect was the music industry suddenly came to our scene. Yeah. Right. Before the music industry, you had the biggest middle finger oh, of yeah. our scene. Yeah. And any bands that ventured into the. Yeah. Overground music scene yeah. got burned. Oh yeah, like Husker Du. Yeah, yeah. Like Black Flag yeah. and the Unicorn. Like that always haunted me yeah. to the point where there started to be buzz that, like you know, uh, New York had talent scouts and AR people. Yeah. And people were like, "Hey, I heard that a band. You know, somebody's kind of there's a buzz. Yeah, there's that a was buzz the word. There's a buzz about uh, about you guys. And yeah, yeah. You got this song, and people think that maybe uh, you know that could be the song. Yeah. And uh, 
you would hear that and some bands would be like okay right. and they would write a million songs that sucked and right. forget who they were yeah. then other bands would be like well we wrote that one song but we're going to continue being who we were yeah, yeah. but there was that time when you would go to a show and you would see somebody that stood out and you're like that's some dickhead from a major label A&R here guy, yeah. yeah and right. you know he'd come over and he'd, he'd have a brand new pair of Chuck Taylors right. and a too small Ramon shirt he just bought <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and you'd be right. like Who's the square? Right. Who's the narc? Yeah, you could, yeah, you'd you point could them smell them. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and he'd be like, hey, I really like how you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> you guys really know how to get the moshing going right. out there. And you're like, he just learned that right. word, mosh. Yeah, exactly. You guys kind of are grunge, Ooh. huh? <laughs> and um, yeah. and that whole time period, um, I was the dick in my band, yeah. and I would say to other, I'd be like, that that doesn't you know that's a pig that don't fly straight. Right. I right. was that guy because yeah, yeah. I didn't trust those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry to say, motherfucker. Oh no. Um, you know, <laughs> I I I, I uh, you know from my love of Black Flag, I knew the story about how they almost couldn't call themselves Black Flag anymore. Right. I know, right? It, like the whole problem with Unicorn Records, and I was like, guys, those are the enemy. Yeah. You know, it had been beat into our head by yeah. Jello Biafra of yeah, all yeah. people, right. by Black Flag, by yeah. everybody. Yeah. The majors are your enemy. Yeah. Lawyers are your enemy. You yeah. just don't do that yeah. shit. And all of a sudden now, people are like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a manager. Right. We're gonna get a talent rep. Right. We're, you know, people are scouting us." Yeah. And I'm like, "You live in a van." Right. I know. They're right. like, "Yeah, but I want to get out of that." Right. And I'm like, "I do too. Right. This isn't the way to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna blow up." Right. And there was like even within our own band, there was a little. I was the holdout. I was the 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 fundamentalist. Right. I was the zealot. Yeah. You know, I was like, guys, I I, we, I don't trust this. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't smell right. Yeah. You know, um, we'll just hear them out. I'm like, right. even hearing them out. Right. It's just, you know, it's a siren song. Right. You know, they're gonna promise you the world. So, right. you know. That's like that's our second album. Yeah, was kind of written in that time in that period. Time period yeah. um, you know, and I know you had said, uh, you know, how was it working with Don Fury? Yeah, it's like at that time period, you know, that was a different Don. Yeah, now that he knew us and right. he knew what our first record was like, um, you know, when we did our second record, like our first record was it was super stripped down. Yeah, yeah, it was like get in, get out, you're done. Right. Our second record, he's like, guys, I want you to go crazy. Yeah, I want you to, to like. Take these songs wherever you need to go yeah. and spend as much time. Yeah. And again, we were, I don't remember if we were paying for it or not. We're like, we hear spend enough time. We're like, oh, we're going to lose our yeah. shirts because we're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we did. This was our record where, where, where like there was the most overdubs and the most right. like branching out and is trying a bunch yeah. of stuff that yeah. was um that was different and it was the band that like now when when people say oh yeah i have shot right. yeah, yeah and you're like oh cool uh, you know i think everybody ended up getting it i don't yeah, know yeah. what they were you know what their impressions were of it but don there was a that was a different don yeah yeah that was the don that was like let's go crazier yeah yeah you know let's and he was like really like he and Jesse had a very great relationship where they trusted each other yeah. and he like pushed Jess more. Yeah. Like he pushed me on guitar, but only to like play better. Right. right. He's like, well, yeah, you could have been in time a little bit better. Yeah, Go yeah. back and do that. Yeah. He never like suggested a part right. or overwrote a part. Yeah. One time he loaned me a guitar. Yeah. He loaned me this uh, 
like guitar, uh, this blonde Les Paul. Yeah. And I was like, uh, to, for, to do a guitar part because I broke yeah. a string. Right. We didn't have time. And he's like, yeah, use my guitar on this solo. Yeah. And it was like a $5,000 right. guitar. And I'm yeah. like, uh, Don, you know this guitar is worth more than everything I've right. ever owned. But he never, he never, yeah, you know, yeah. he never pushed us. He never tried to craft. Right. He tried to get us to be better at what we were doing. Right, right. Without saying, hey, this could be the next teen spirit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, the sign of a good producer who, yeah. who will push you, but just push you to, because he knows what you're capable of. Oh, my God, he yeah. He can kind of hear, like, yeah. no, and, there's a better one in you than that. You know? Yeah, and it really, it really, like, I never understood, like, I would look on a record and be, like, produced by, and I'm like, right. oh, that's the guy who turns a knob. Right. That's such a discredit because the producer is the guy who's like, I, I, I say like Don was like the fifth member of our band. Yeah. And then later on when we worked with a guy called Glenn, mm -hmm. Glenn was like the fifth member of our band too is because the songs wouldn't have, we never would have gotten recorded. Yeah, yeah. If it, these people were instrumental oh, yeah. into getting this stuff out. They yeah, are the yeah. unsung heroes. Yeah. You know, so whatever credit that like Albini gets right, right. or that Don Fury gets or that yeah. Glenn gets, Glenn Laureo, whatever yeah. they get, they deserve that and more. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, to, to make this stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. Because we're just a bunch just, of dickheads. Right, right. We are. I mean, like, I, <laughs> yeah, you know. Younger I'm, kids coming in that don't know what they're doing at first, and they just got to be like, yeah. Okay, patient. But he's still patient. He's yeah, like yeah. the best parent. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, our second record, and again, it was back to, you know, back yeah. to Europe, do a tour there. Nice. And um, that, that was a two and a half month tour. Again, yeah. it was another slog. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, again, it was playing with like, um, some some squats and, yeah. and you know some youth youth centers right. and then um, it was um, a few clubs too. But again, it was still a lot of sleeping on floors, sleeping yeah, yeah. in the clubs, sleeping in vans. Yeah. It wasn't as ever as bad as get in the van. Yeah, yeah. Like right, I right. mean, there was times when it was that bad. Right, like, right. but not for six months. Yeah, yeah, it was like like a week straight of like wow, we're wearing the same fucking underwear for a week straight, <laughs> yeah. and we have a slice of bread to split between right. us, and we're stealing toilet paper. Right, right. You know, it, it was, and um, you know, so but the second tour, it was. It was great. Oh, when we did the first tour, the minute we got back, everybody yeah. said to us, you guys got to record right away. Yeah. And we're like, well, why? Because like, they're like, because there's a big buzz about you in Europe. Oh, wow. You got to get something out. Yeah, you yeah. you, you got to get something out. We had some jams. And that was the last thing we did with our first drummer. Yeah. We parted ways in Europe. Oh, and really? it was the last oh. thing we did with him. That, that, was, that, was, that was tricky. Yeah. Um, and we did the last thing we did with him. And we did this, um, we did this EP with um, Don. Okay. And... Um, that was the one where that has a, it has a song on it. This this seven inch has a song on it where some people out there were like, you know, maybe this song could kind of be, uh, you know, maybe major labels might be interested in this song yeah. because it was kind of a mid tempo y right. kind of song yeah, yeah. and stuff. And that's where I became the dick that was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. You yeah. know. Right. Yeah, everybody. I was like, it, it, but looking back now, God forbid you want to be paid right. to play music. But I'm like, yeah, I agree. But we're doing it on, on our, our terms. We're still yeah. a punk band, guys. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're not doing it on anybody else's terms. Yeah. So, you know, so we did we did that and yeah. um, we did the 93 tour and nice. uh, in Europe. And again, we, we never did a lot of the states because we yeah. had a set amount of time. Right. And like, I feel like I have to defend myself because I, I did have to defend myself on, right. on tour because uh, in Europe, people are like, like I was saying, they're zealots. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking zealots. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll come to you and they'll be like, why do you come to the Europe with only a seven inch and you have not even toured America and we have better bands than you here? Right. 
And I'd be like, well, you do have better bands than us here. Um, you invited us here. Right. So we're here. We're playing. I don't think we should be headlining, but people headlined us. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we the bands that you said that didn't need to get paid, right. we paid them and we gave them free right. shirts because we're all punk bands. Right. So don't get on your don't right. get on You're your don't get on your soapbox with yeah, us, yeah. buddy. We're still punk bands all yeah. together. But there would be it would be combative like yeah. that. So they'd yeah. be like, Why do you only come to Europe? Are you here only and that's the worst right. accent. <laughs> but I have to do it. It's pretty good. But why do you only come here and be, they they people legitimately had a beef with American because yeah. American bands kind of could milk the system. Yeah, of course. Just like the fuck... Scorpions milk the system here, so yeah. fuck you, Krauts. Right. You true. know, you gave yeah. us some real dog shit, too. That's true. Um, so back at you. Yeah. Um, um, so how, how long did you guys go? So you went through... The mid nineties, late nineties, and yeah. Well, we, we like the dummies that we are. Yeah, we we would ninety four, ninety five. We would stop for like a little bit of time because yeah. we realized at a certain point we could no longer make the band the first priority. So we would be like, oh, yeah. like this one guy, like you know, the bass player wanted to move to San Francisco for a little while. Yeah. Cool, put the band on hiatus. Yeah. So we would stop, start, stop, start, start, stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a constant problem. No momentum either. Right, you know, right. or, or follow through. And um, like ninety five, we recorded um, the. Last thing that we did with Don, it was the Dead Man Walking LP. Yeah. And th that was another Don, like another uh, phase. Yeah. Th that was the record Don said to us right up front. He's like, he had heard the music we were writing for that. And he goes, guys, I want to do a different approach with this. I want to do uh, a stripped down, simpler production. Yeah. Whereas like the production for the middle record was like super lavish, right, right. super over the yeah, top. Yeah. He's like, here, super stripped down, back yeah. to her roots. I'm like, well, what are you thinking, Don? He's like, I'm thinking victim in pain. I'm like, let's record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, he knew how to play my, yeah, yeah. he could play me like a fucking violin. Yeah, yeah. But that was his idea. It was like, yeah. these songs are more... Hardcore punk yeah, and less traditional. Just. Yeah, so let's get back to a single guitar track. You yeah. know, and we're not even oh, gonna nice. overdo. We're not even oh, gonna do do two rhythm guitar tracks. Yeah, we're just yeah. gonna you know try to one take shit, try to live take shit. Nice. Go. You yeah. know, and that was his idea. He's like, what I want to do for this record. Yeah. And that was him again having his input. Yeah. And having our record label trusting him. Yeah, yeah. And um, us trusting him. Yeah. And so we went and we did that, and then we took uh, you know we took some time off after that. We we played some shows. They actually actually did a tour in Europe in 95 without me. Oh, yeah. I couldn't go. I was I was running a tattoo shop. Okay. And there, the tattoo shop was... There was some trouble with the shop. And I'm like, if I leave for two weeks, I'm right. going to come back to a, a, a burnt-out husk right. of my okay. former job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I can't do the tour, guys. Right. And they got another dude, a friend of ours who played guitar, mm -hmm. awesome guitar player, who they should have kept because he's better yeah. than me. Um, <laughs> he played for me. But that broke my heart to not go on tour yeah, with yeah. the band. Right. But that was making an adult decision. Yeah. Guys, I can't tour. I want to tour. It was like the Beach Boys did that. Brian Wilson would stay home and yeah. he'd write all the music. Yeah. And they'd come uh, back. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, and um, I missed that tour. And like, yeah. I still kick myself. Yeah, yeah. Like that tattoo shop ended up going into the toilet anyway. So I'm like, oh, I did it right. for nothing. <laughs> um, and um, so then we recorded that. And then we like kind of, uh, we did a tour in, again in 96 in Europe. Yeah. We did some shows here. But everybody was getting older. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Like the adult crash. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I bring that up all the time. And, um, you know, jobs 
We're yeah. starting to become careers. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like, uh, I work in a copy shop. Fuck right. you, I'm going on tour. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I turned down a job at Marvel Comics, of all things, yeah. to go on tour in Europe. Right. And like, you're offered a dream job, but then you're offered a dream tour in yeah, Europe. Yeah. You're like, wow, which yeah. dream do I choose? Right, right. And um, so I got it. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to fault you, man. I'm not. And, and we also made a conscious decision. We had we had drummers kind of come and go. Yeah. We always had good drummers, but the core of the band was Joe, Jesse, myself. And we're yeah. like, we're never going to do it without. After that tour they did without me, right. they took me aside and they're like, dude, we're sorry we toured without you. I'm like, I get it, man. Right. It's for the good. They're like, we're never, from this day forward, yeah. we're never doing anything without right. the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And I'm like, you don't that's have awesome. to, yeah, yeah. but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no. We always had that, like, must... Yeah, yeah. That thing about us too. Yeah. Like when it came time to like, we had to sign contracts and we yeah. had to like sign for ASCAP and BMI. Oh, I don't. Right, know, did you ever did? Did you yeah, ever yeah. have to do any oh, of that? Yeah, yeah. And then there came to the point where it's like, well, you can assign responsibility for this song. It's like, well, I wrote three quarters right. of a wrist, yeah. and I'm like, split <clears throat> it right. four ways. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. We're done here. No. Are you sure? Because that's going to mean a crude. Right. I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear points. I don't right. want to. It's not like you're getting checks for 20000 We got a check for $1.37 <laughs> because some guy in Ithaca that had a college radio <laughs> loved the one. hell out of one of our songs. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's cool. Right. You know, but so we always said, hey, if it's not the, if it's not the three of us, yeah. we're not doing it. Yeah. So when somebody had to take time off, we're like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And we did that tour in 96 in Europe. Yeah. And um, we took some time off. Yeah. And... Um, by that time, it was no longer just squats and stuff. Right. Like, we were big enough. Yeah, yeah. We were doing, we could play bigger venues and yeah, pack yeah. them out yeah, and, yeah. and do stuff like that. And we could do what we needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, we were big in Europe. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, like, my parents didn't have our record because we right. didn't have any to sell. <laughs> right. But somebody in Europe would right. sneak into our show yeah, and it, it was worth it. So we took some time off. And then in 98, I moved back to New York. Yeah. And we decided, let's get the band back together. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Um, and, um, but it was at that point, we also, we recorded a demo. We mm -hmm. were doing some shows, yeah. but we also were realistic. We're like, listen, it's shit or get off the pot time. Yeah. Are we going to do this for real? Or are we just going to just like, you know, shake hands and, and kind of like walk away? Right, Cause right. a lot of our friends that we had started out with were, and our peers were doing it professionally yeah. and a lot we're no longer doing it because they're like, we can't, we can't yeah. hack it. Like yeah, the yeah. bouncing souls, yeah. they were younger than us. Right. They used to open for us and now they're headlining Warped right. Tour. Yeah, yeah. We're like, those guys are doing it full time. Yeah. It's not easy. They right. paid their dues. Yeah, of Sick of it all. Doing yeah. it full time. Yeah. You know, are we going to try to do it full time? Yeah. So we recorded this demo and we shopped it around. Yeah. Um, I feel like a knob even saying shopped it around. We sent it to some people who we didn't think hated it, right. would hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and we got back. We were like, all right, we'll see what everybody says about our demo. Yeah. And we also, we all, you know, the, the universal response was, love you guys. Demo's great. We're just not taking anybody on at the time. Right. And I think 98 was like a turndown time yeah, anyway, yeah. because the grunge thing was dead. Yeah. And the time period of buying up pop punk bands right. was expired. Yeah, like yeah. everybody had their fill of offspring and, and, yeah. and yeah, dookie yeah. clones. Right, right. So we, we missed the mark. We're like, yeah, yeah. cool. Right. We get it. We, we, we did some, you know, and the demo we released was like different. Like an evolution from right, our other right. stuff too. Yeah. It had, you know, like more, more growth in it. So yeah. 98 was like, we're like, okay, cool. We shook hands. We were, you know, we were sad. Yeah. 
I, you know, I moved away. Everybody kind of went their separate ways, had yeah. families and stuff. Yeah. So that was that, you know, people say, why the long break? You know, yeah. you guys came back in 2010. Yeah. We came back because I had a hand in bootlegging some of our shit. Yeah. And that generated a buzz in us again. Yeah. A friend of mine in Germany, um, who was a super fan of Yuppie Side. Yeah. Um, was like, hey, uh, uh, the internet made it. There was a, a file sharing site called SoulSeek. Yeah, yeah. I He's like, that. hey, man, I just uh, found out that, um, you know, I just found your Yuppie Side demo. And I'm like, yeah, because I put it out there. Right. He's like, well, I found your 88 demo. Right. And he's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, let's bootleg this shit. Yeah. And he's a big vinyl guy. Like, he yeah, loves yeah. vinyl. So he's like, let's get this out on vinyl. I'm like, I don't think the other guys in the band are going to be cool with this. Right. So let's make it look like a true bootleg. Right. And to this dude's credit, his name's Daniel. Yeah. Hit him and his his people made it look like a true bootleg. Yeah. So it was music that people had, a lot of people had never heard. Yeah, yeah. But, um... It got a buzz, and I like I contact like I had to play along, and like I like hey guys, uh, hey Joe and Jesse, right. check it out. Some freaking weirdos got a hold of our songs and made a bootleg, and it you know what? It's pretty good, and now there's a buzz about it. You guys want a couple copies? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so my buddy sent sent the bootlegs, and yeah. I got together with the guys from 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 Yuppie Side, who I hadn't seen in a long time. So it was a great reunion. Yeah, yeah. I saw them at my wedding. They came right. to, they came to see me in two thousand three. Yeah. And um. And um. Uh, then I saw them again for this. Yeah. And I'm we were looking at the bootleg. We're like, wow, this brings back memories, man. You yeah. know, look, look, look at the '88 demo. Look yeah. at the '98 demo. And then I, I saw wheels turning. Right. And they're like, do you think it's time for I was like, hey, guys, I think it's time for an anthology. Yeah. Just because if we're going to, people want our stuff, yeah. let's do it ourselves so yeah, at least yeah. we put out quality. Right, Instead right. of these freaking hacks in right. Germany doing it. <laughs> yeah. Who was me and my friend. <laughs> we're like, let's do it right. Yeah, yeah. And that got the ball rolling. Yeah, and yeah. we did the anthology. Right. And um, then obviously the anthology, people were like, we want to see you again. Right. But there was nobody in America. It was yeah. people in Europe. So, you know, we, we, we played the old stuff. And then people, are, of course, were like, is there anything new? Right. Yeah. And I was like, guys, by as a matter of fact, yeah. there is. So we ended up doing, you know, some new yeah, new, yeah. new stuff. Yeah. Um, but the long break was just because of adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. And, and, and I mean, other the, the guys played in other bands in the time period. I played in other bands. Yeah. But I, I missed those guys. Yeah, yeah. And I missed that band. That, yeah. You know that 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 whole thing. Yeah, um, it's just you, you know how it is. Yeah, you, yeah, of course. You just miss your yeah. buddies and yeah, you yeah. miss playing. Yeah, um, and it's uh, just that fact. Yeah, and so, creating this this music. And yeah, just, this is always at the end of the day. That's the thing you want to do. Be yeah. with those dudes. It, it's it's just it's just uh, everybody in the band's creative. Yeah, and want just yet another outlet is yeah. music. Everybody yeah, yeah. draws. Everybody paints. Yeah, Joe's an incredible carpenter. Yeah, you know everybody does this crazy stuff. Yeah, and like music is just yet another. So yeah. Wow. Oh, this is cool. We're doing this together. Yeah. You know, I, I get to be in a band with two of my best friends in the world who I worship. Yeah, yeah. Like, I put Joe and Jesse on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, they are incredible human beings, great yeah. artists. So when they would, like, tell me, you wrote a good song or yeah. you drew a cool graphic, right, right. I would be like trying hard not to blush because <laughs> right, I'm like right. the guys I look up to were telling me I did good right right so that was incredible yeah, so yeah. to be in a band with people that yeah, you look up to yeah. and admire yeah. it was just like wow like it's a blessing yeah yeah it's so crazy yeah.
And uh, so as for now, the band is pretty much... We're on just, like in sleep mode. On, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I have the baby, yeah, yeah. and Jesse's got his kids, and everybody's yeah. busy. But I mean, at any given point, when it, you know, we could, it could start back up again. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like a, it's like Fugazi. It's not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Fugazi's dead. I, I don't. Who knows? Either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but I like the fact that Ian said we're not. You didn't officially say it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, we we. When the time is right, we yeah. might do it again because yeah. it's as long as it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, if somebody you said, "Hey, how would you guys like to open for GBH?" I think right. we would do it tomorrow, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, rather yeah. sooner rather than yeah, later, yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah. or something crazy like that. Yeah. But for now, it, it's kind of working out that, that we. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, being a part and not doing it for those bunch of years. Yeah. I made a conscious decision, and I think the other guys did too. I was like, when we do it again, I'm going to savor every fucking oh, yeah. moment, even yeah, the course. shitty times. Yeah, yeah. Even when I'm having to re overdub something right. for the 53rd time in <laughs> right. the studio, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to relish it. Yeah, well, that's you know? good. That's... Having to push the van out of a ditch on tour, right. I'm like, I'm so lucky I'm even on tour. This yeah, is fun. Yeah, yeah. So that value of being more mature about yeah, it was yeah. like a blessing. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, uh, I'm lucky. Yeah. And having people still be interested in the band yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because I look up to like Greg Ginn. Yeah. You know, I look up to Vinny Stigma. Yeah. You know, I look up to people like that, like to, to Hank Rollins and yeah, Ian. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, you guys are matter as much to me as I'm like, Shh, yeah, I could be humble, but I think, I think, you know, the, just in this conversation, what you're talking is, is proof of that like definitely yeah it's it's it's, it's it, and you know the nice thing is that everybody that i look up to has always said that yeah they're like i look up to tony iomi they're like don't don't worship me yeah yeah you know when people ask you for your autograph i'm like don't get my autograph <laughs> you know get geezer butler's autograph yeah i remember i uh, <laughs> at one point i told uh years ago i saw nate newton at a show and uh-huh. told him i was gonna get some converge lyric tattooed on me and he's like Please don't do that. And I, and, I, and I never did. I never did. Yeah. He's like, don't do that, please. I'm like, yeah. It, it, it's it, the first time we went to Europe on tour. Yeah. Um, the guys called me over. They're like, yo, 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 check it out, check it out. And they're pointing to a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a punk kid, so what? They're like, dude, show him. Yeah. Pulls down his sleeve. He's got a yuppie side tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck did you do that to yourself for? <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a black flag tattoo. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I have a DI right. tattoo. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, those are the bands you get tattooed on you. Yeah. You get the bars. Yeah. You have a DI tattoo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm like, I, 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 you get the bars on you, you know? Yeah. You, you get that. You get the Battalion of Saints symbol. <laughs> right. You yeah, don't yeah. get my fucking stupid <laughs> band tattooed on you. Um, so, yeah, like that, that just that, that doesn't even make sense. Right. That right. people would do that. Yeah, well. It doesn't even make sense to me because it's like we do it as a goof. It's fun, right? Right. You know. Well, so good. for people to do that, yeah. it's it's bananas, and yeah. it just shows that. Whenever I'm like, oh, life fucking sucks. I'm like, some kid likes my band. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, nowadays, so do you have uh, creative outlets at this point in your your life? Well, with the baby, it's it's limited. Like yeah. I barely get time to like pick up the guitar. Yeah. Um, once Yuppie Side kind of wrapped up, I had a bunch of songs that I had written that I didn't know what I was going to do with. Yeah. I was hot to record a demo. Yeah. And the date that I was going to go in the studio was the day my son was born. Oh, okay. So yeah. those songs are kind of like yeah, yeah. waiting there. And it's, right. and it's um, not like when people hear it, they're like, 
what the hell, Carp? You sold out, <laughs> you know? Right. You wrote you wrote REM's first record. It's like jangly pop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's punk rock. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just me doing you know people. It's just yeah. I got to work with some other friends of mine that I've nice. been waiting to work with. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think. Um, I can't draw as much. I can't paint as much because right. he's such a little guy and he yeah, needs yeah. my time. Yeah. Um, but believe it or not, like my work, I work in engineering and I'm a drafter. Yeah. I get to be creative there. Yeah. Um, I get to be a punk rocker there. Right. Because I get to say no to shit. Right. That goes against like what I do, and it's weird because people were like, "You used to be a tattooist. That's a punk rock approved a, a, right. a profession. Being a, a bike messenger, punk right. rock approved a, a, yeah, a profession." Yeah. Working in an engineering firm? <laughs> not. You're right. working for the man. Yeah, yeah. You sold out. And I'm like, yeah. not really. Right. Because I get to push super environmental projects. Right. And I get to say, have, uh, you know, a say on. So, so I still, yeah. I'm still get to be somewhat of a punk rock. Do I have a, do I have Liberty Spikes now? Right. No. <laughs> um, but I still get to do that. So I try to find places yeah. for it to creep out. Yeah, of course. You know, definitely. Yes. I'm I'm lucky in in that regard. You know, I I I, I read books on punk. I try right. to reach out to friends who are in a punk rock and make little inside jokes with them. Yeah, and yeah. We giggle about it. Yeah. No, I so. I feel like uh, being like an old guy in punk rock now and meeting like all these like you and yeah, these yeah. people I haven't known. Yep. We all sort of have the same story and we're, yeah. And it's. It is. It's great. It's great to like reminisce about stuff. And it's like meeting a pen pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, or like going. Like I was thinking, thinking about it. You know, because my wife was like, "Oh, how do you, how do you know a Christian and this and that?" I'm like, "We're kind of pen pals." But right. it's like back yeah. to the idea, like you yeah. when you were into punk rock and, and you had a, a pair of Vans on and and a Circle Jerk shirt, you'd go somewhere with your family yeah. and you'd see some kid and he's got a battalion of Saints shirt yeah, on, and, you'd the, the... and he'd be like, "My best friend is right <laughs> over there right now." Yeah, and yeah. Because not because just because of that, but you're like that dude gets it. Yeah, yeah. Not just he likes music, but you're like that dude gets picked on at his school. Right. Yeah. His parents think he's weird for yeah. wearing eyeliner. Right. His parents think the fact that you know he's got a song called Richard hung himself. Right. He's gonna kill. Him. That yeah. dude knows. Yeah. And yeah. it's unspoken. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you get all your uh, each other's jokes, and it's just. Yeah. It's good, especially in his life that can be really polarizing. Yeah. yeah. It's good to meet people who. Who get it? But then they're different, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, but I, I also really like Country Joe and the Fish." And right. you're like, "Okay, I better check them out right, because right. a dude I respect likes them." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check them out. Right. And then they're like, "Oh, this dude did a band I never heard of," and you listen to him, and you're like, "This band is awesome." Yeah, yeah. And it's not anything to do with right. hardcore. Or yeah, yeah. Like right. I checked out, I checked out your band. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I never heard of this band. Right. And I'm like, listen to him. I'm like. Dude's got a great voice, and I'm <laughs> like, but it's like, right. but from knowing, from being in the studio, like I knew how hard mm. it was to do that oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you yeah. and I had talked. You're like, oh, I never thought about my voice. Right. I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. Like I get it more. Like I appreciate people's like bands that I sh that I didn't care for. Now, right. like I make it a point to be like, hey man. I went outside when your band was on. That was dickish <laughs> right. because you guys rule. Right, right. And I yeah. appreciate what you did, and it yeah, made yeah. me a better musician. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know who you are, and I, but I got it off my chest. <laughs> right, right. That I was like making amends for being that dick yeah, yeah. that I didn't have to right, be. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's something I have to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to, I guess to end this, we're, we're over two hours. Oh, is, Jesus. Which is pretty awesome. Um, it's something I'm going to start on these, at least when I'm talking to hardcore people, is uh, yeah. to ask them if they're, what side they stand on with the Faith uh, Void record. Oh. 
yeah. She's, I'm glad I didn't have time to prepare because now I got to stall. And I guess saying both, I can't right, choose, right? right? Yeah, I, yeah. I got to choose one or the other. Yeah. I, I guess I'm going to have to say the faith. Yeah. And it's not because Void isn't good. Right. It's because I can't play anything Void does. <laughs> I can't yeah. even approach anything. Like, I can't even think it's the that mindset. Yeah. Like, nothing prepares you for Void. Like, Faith, you're like, I get this. Right. This is yeah. an outgrowth of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can play it. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, selfishly, too, like, I really love that live photo. Yeah. Of the faith playing at that little ass oh, club, yeah. yeah, yeah, and because um, I'm like I played little ass clubs with brick walls yeah. and through a shitty practice yeah. camp, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I I can relate to that, yeah, yeah, but like the trip that Void is on is so mind changing, yeah. I can't wrap my brain around it, and I don't want to because I right. want to appreciate that. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I ever get to the point where I can write a song like My War, right, I'll commit myself yeah, yeah. right then and there because yeah, I'll yeah. be a danger to society. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta say the faith side. Yeah, cool. Definitely. Perfect. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for doing ah, this, dude, man. This has been such different. an honor. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Man. I'm glad you didn't make me, you know, ex- explain, um, you know, AF versus um, Life's Blood or something. You know. <laughs> no. Who are your influences? Yeah. You know, the, the yeah, Zine yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this has been a blast. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super stoked I got to meet you and hang awesome. out. Awesome. Definitely. Thanks, man. All right, cool.